New York sports fans on this NFL conference championship weekend in 2020. Um, while Marco was talking, I actually just watched the entire Conor McGregor fight on Twitter. The 40-second long fight. I watched it. Twice, actually. <laughs> I'm Daniel McCart. McCartan after midnight. I'll be talking all things New York sports with you till 6 a.m. on this early Sunday morning. Or as I always say, late Saturday night, you're out and about in the city that never sleeps. We're coming to you live from the Mike Francesa studio in Lower Manhattan. And you and me, we're going to be together a lot tonight. A marathon till 6 a.m. I've got Pat Boyle behind the glass tonight. Ready, willing, and able to take your phone calls. And you guys know that number. 877-337-6666. Load them up with your best content only, please, everybody. All right, hit it, Pat. So as I come on the air with you guys tonight, I'm wearing a t-shirt, not with any team on it, but with a baseball shaped like a heart. Because I have to say that we are witnessing history in the making, everyone. We are on the precipice of a revolution, not only in Major League professional baseball, but the game at every single level. The Houston Astros and their calculated, elaborate, systemic and boastful cheating culture have shaken America's pastime to its very core. The average Joe fans of the sport across the world, you and me, have every right to be vexed with the sabotage, subversion, and insurgency brought upon our game by the orange uniform-wearing militiamen. In 2017, 18, and 19, Their tools weren't tomahawks, muskets, or bayonets. They were garbage cans, derma wires, and live television feeds. What we have seen so far, ladies and gentlemen, is only the tip of the iceberg. There is still an impending investigation against the Boston Red Sox. And I would like to trust that Rob Manfred, the commissioner of baseball, who had multiple opportunities to shut this scandal down as it was happening years ago, will reopen a new investigation with new evidence against the Astros' players amidst, obviously, the new evidence presented against them in terms of wearable technology. Those photos and videos of Jose Altuve and J.J. Redick wearing wires underneath their uniforms are plastered all over the Internet. And MLB apparently found, and here's the quote, found no evidence to substantiate allegations of Astros using electronic devices that notified them of certain pitches, end quote. But a part of me thinks of the 75 or so interviews that Rob Manfred conducted, some multiple interviews with the same personnel, how did that method of cheating not come up? Surely the talks weren't just about a garbage can. Was Commissioner Manfred unaware or just blissfully ignorant to the fact there is a much more elaborate scheme in place? Architects and bystanders of it alike were punished. Now it's time to condemn the active participants, the players. The sanctity of our game, the game of baseball, has undoubtedly been threatened over the years. The most recent impiety being the steroid ignominy. 
The first suspension handed down from that for Major League Baseball occurred in 2005. Since that day, there have been 68 suspensions for players on Major League rosters. Dozens more for those not on Major League rosters. This irreverence is minimal when compared to the heretical actions of those that participated in and were implicated in this most recent act. And while steroids could help an individual player hit a ball farther, faster, and harder, an entire team knowing the speed and the location of a ball before it's pitched is infinitely both more egregious and more advantageous. The way it stands, the doubt and the second guessing will be in the minds of everyone in the wake of witnessing any pivotal hit, any pivotal take, or any pitiful, pit, pivotal stolen base. Because the adept baseball fan knows that knowing which pitch is about to be thrown not only gives it an advantage to a batter, but to a base runner as well. No asterisks can mitigate those insidious, inherent questions. No asterisks could placate those that were directly impacted by the subversive actions of Jeff Lunau, A.J. Hinch, Alex Cora, Carlos Beltran, and their network of lackeys. In this regard, I think of the Los Angeles Dodgers, who, in the World Series, lost to Lunau and Hinch's Astros in 2017 and to Cora's Red Sox in 2018. I think in that regard of Joe Girardi and his family. And Joe Girardi was fired just, what was it, three, four, five days after bringing a rebuilding New York Yankees team within one game of the 2017 World Series. Defeated at and sent home from Minute Maid Park in Game 7. The Astros won all four games at home that series. I think of John Farrell and his family. Farrell fired by the Boston Red Sox just two days after being eliminated in the 2017 ALDS by those same Houston Astros. The Astros won both games at home that series. Both men led their respective teams to a World Series championships, Girardi in 2009, Farrell in 2013. Both men got their teams to realize the highest goal in all of baseball. At the our Italian-American Baseball Foundation dinner, I asked Joe Girardi about that, about being fired. And now if the, the Astros were guilty, what would he think? And he told me, this is a quote, I don't know. When you look back on that, we did a lot of things because we were concerned about other teams, not just the Astros. That's part of the game. Teams were always trying to get an advantage, always trying to steal signs. We did a lot of different things to combat that. End quote. Joe Girardi's telling me in December that they were concerned about other teams and not just the Houston Astros. So like I said, tip of the iceberg, everybody. Franchises, players, managers, owners, their families, and their fan bases. All victimized. You and me, victimized. Because did you pay $60 to park at an ALCS at Yankee Stadium that the Yankees, in retrospect, had no chance to win? Did you pay $16 for a beer at that game? Hundreds of dollars for a seat? We're all victimized. This scandal 
the biggest crime against any professional sport leaves more questions than answers for me. All stemming from the same fundamental question. How does baseball, which Abner Doubleday invented in the summer of 1839, some 30 years before the start of the American Civil War, withstand the technological revolution upon us? Well, Rob Manfred began with handing down suspensions, taking away draft picks, issuing fines, and then bequeathed the power to individual teams to police themselves. As a result, Astros owner Jim Crane took it upon himself to relieve his manager A.J. Hinch and his general manager Jeff Lunau of their duties. Manfred had suspended both for one season. Red Sox principal owner John Henry didn't wait for the results of the investigation into his own team. The Sox and Cora agreed to mutually part ways the day after MLB's report came out. Cora should be banned for life. New York Mets principal owner Jeff Wilpon decided the same fate as Cora for brand new manager Carlos Beltran. He and the Mets also agreed to mutually part ways. Beltran didn't even step foot onto the field as the New York Mets manager. And all of those men were named in Manfred's nine-page report. If the commissioner won't do it, all teams in baseball should put Beltran, Cora, Hinch, and Lunau on their do-not-hire list. And as we are today, three of 30 teams, 10% of teams in professional baseball are without managers. 23 days before pitchers and catchers are set to report. Maybe next time I'll think before he That's my girl Carrie Underwood. Before he cheats, this week four men are out of a job as a consequence of their involvement in the greatest cheating scheme to rock baseball. And because someone with ties to the New York Mets organization had an active role in it, and the New York Yankees, by the way, don't forget that Carlos Beltran was a special advisor to Brian Cashman prior to joining, well, for the short time, the New York Mets. This story has much more of a shelf life in our area, everybody. And what about the fate of Brody Van Wagenen? Here's the timeline. You know I like timelines, so I put this together for you. November 1st, Carlos Beltran was hired. November 12th, this is a quote from The Athletic. Four people who were with the Astros in 2017, including pitcher Mike Fires, end quote, accused the Astros of cheating in The Athletic. Don't forget, there were more people involved, more whistleblowers than just Fires. Two days later at the GM meetings in beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona, Brody Van Wagenen told reporters, quote, anything that happened happened with another organization, with Houston. I have no idea if anything did or did not occur. But at this point, I don't see any reason why this is a Mets situation, end quote. Why at that point was there no conversation on the 12th, the 13th, or the 14th of November? Not until Monday, January 13th when the report came out. Evan Roberts from this very studio Asked Brody Van Wagenen and Jeff Wilpon this question directly Thursday afternoon. And they barely answered it and cut him off. Sure, he couldn't have asked him in the interview, Brody. Oh, there oh, there were rumblings. There was never a real accusation. At that point in time, they could have had the same open and honest conversation with Beltran that they had Wednesday night and on Thursday morning and probably would have come to the same conclusion. Allowing themselves time to make a decision on his eventual firing, with plenty more time to spare before spring training began. 
Now, like I said, pitchers and catchers are reporting in 23 days. And they've, the Mets have totally backed themselves into a corner. And also, I don't want you to forget, lost in the avalanche of information coming out this week. Don't forget that two recently hired Mets analytics guys were fired this week as well. And again, in typical Mets fashion, Joe Girardi, the experienced candidate who really wanted the job and who everybody wanted for it, had taken one with their division rival Philadelphia Phillies. My next question is, so who's going to replace Beltran this late in the winter? My suggestion in principle would be for someone with managerial experience to take the reins of a major league team 23 days before the season begins is a Herculean task for anybody. Someone who has been there, done it before as a manager would be my choice. And that leaves Dusty Baker, Terry Collins, or Buck Showalter. But the Mets might not go in that direction. Brody Van Wagenen might not want to relinquish any control at the moment and may look to find another Carlos Beltran. And for that, I cracked open my notes from November, the first time the Mets went through this process. I'll have a name for you a little later in the show. And also, is this guy going to manage for just one year until they can conduct another extensive search next season? Come on. I don't think anyone's going to sign on to do that. The Mets are in win-now mode. And Brody Van Wagenen, in his assurance that Carlos Beltran was the best man for the job, may have single-handedly set the team back years. It depends on who the Mets choose at this point and for how long. If Joe Girardi and the Phillies become real winners, the calls for Brody Van Wagenen's job will crescendo as this season wears on. And are the Mets in a position to promote from within? I think that they are. However, I think that the Red Sox and the Astros are not. How deep did those covert operations run? Certainly beyond the four people implicated in Manfred's report. And as you can see, there are more questions than answers at this point, than answers at this point, including that Twitter rampage by someone claiming to be Carlos Beltran's niece. And then you got Scott Brocious's kid jumping in on this too. We'll talk about more of that after the break. And don't forget, everybody, that it's NFL Conference Championship Weekend. Oh, and Odell Beckham had himself a week too. So let's hit the calls. Everything's on the table. 877-337-6666. I'm Danielle McCartan on The Fan. Hey, guys, it's Maggie. Coming up on a big Martin Luther King Day show, we will preview the Super Bowl matchup. Super Bowl 54, we know it. We'll talk about it. Plus, we're giving away Yankee tickets every hour. Let's look ahead to warmer weather, shall we? Yankee tickets coming your way, along with football breakdowns. You don't want to miss it. It's Moose and Maggie on the Midday Show, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Sports Radio 101.9 FM and Sports Radio 66, WFAN and WFAN FM, New York. And good morning again, everybody. As you can see, <laughs> I'm very passionate about this cheating thing. Cheaters never prosper, or or actually, or, or do they? Because here we are with the Astros having a World Series title in the years that they have cheated. 2017 uh, is a joke. The year is a joke. And like I was saying, there's more questions than answers. What's the fate of Brody Van Wagenen? Who's going to replace Beltran this late? Oh, and then, oh, and then. The accusation by a Twitter account claiming have it to have been run by Carlos Beltran's niece. I'm not buying it. The first one was, quote, my tío Carlos is, tío is uncle in Spanish. My tío Carlos is stepping down as Mets manager. Sent at 2.11 p.m. on January 15th. The Mets and Carlos Beltran broke up the very next day. 
the account went on to say, I'm told to stay quiet, but I refuse. Sorry, Tio, where there was a heart emoji there. Jose Altuve and Bregman wore devices that buzzed on inside right shoulder from hallway video guy. Let's let it all out now. <laughs> Obviously, that's been proven true by all the pictures you've seen on, on social media. The account continued to say, I have pictures from Locker I will keep for rainy day. Altuve didn't want shirt torn off, if I remember. Oh, and then she made the accusation of, just make sure they check Glaber next year, left leg, with a shh emoji. Yankees used two video guys, hide one in the bullpen with a live feed. Then, if it, listen, if it's the Mets doing it, if it's the Yankees doing it, if it's the Astros doing it, there is no place in baseball for cheating. None. So then Scott Brocious's kid gets in on the action on Instagram with his story, basically saying that my dad was the third base coach for the Mariners in 2017. The Mariners knew they were cheating and every team did. The MLB did. He knew exactly how they were doing it in 2017. The MLB just wasn't going to do anything about it until the public found out. My dad would give fake signs at third, acting like he knew what the Astros pitcher was going to throw. And Cora and Hinch would scream at him, calling it Bush League. He responded to a comment and then said, if you want to read something better, Mike Trout takes HGH for a thyroid condition. He put it in quotes. It's a loophole he found, and the MLB doesn't make it public because they don't want fans knowing their best players on HGH. But people within know. Then there was some sort of apology that came out. There was a statement that came out by MLB saying that they, they test him for HGH, you know, everybody, random tests. There's no way. So now, not only do you have a cheating scandal on your hands if you're Rob Manfred, you have a superstar scandal on your hands. Because we say it all the time. Basketball is run by superstars. You turn on a game and you know the players. And when you turn on a – people would not even recognize Mike Trout walking down the street here in New York City. They, they wouldn't. Unless you were an avid baseball fan, you wouldn't even know. And even then, you probably wouldn't know. He's the superstar of the game. And to say that, come out and say after he's on steroids, HGH, after all of that went down and from 2005 was the first suspension on, I mean, come on. This is a big, we are on a precipice here, guys, everybody. Let's hit the phones. 877-337-6666. First call of the night was the first one on the line. Jason in Newark. You're on the fan. Hi, Dana. What's up, Jason? Um, um, well, oh, I love your monologue. You had a good monologue tonight. Um, Thank you. I disagree with you a couple of things about um, the match manager. Mm-hmm. Um, can you hear me? Yes, yeah, I got you. Beltran. You want to talk yeah. about Beltran? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, I, I think a match manager should be um, inside the organization, not the team inside or out. Um, since spring training is only like three days away, three weeks away. Um, I think Luis Rojas will be a great on fit or Hensley Moon. Wait, so I'm, I'm confused. Do you do you want do you want Carlos Beltran to stay? I want him to stay, but he had a raw deal from the um from Manfred, the commissioner. How is that? He named because he named um him in the report, despite he was a player, but. He didn't name Bregman or Atuve because he didn't want to deal with the Players Association, which is very strong. 
Well, well, I don't know if that's the reason why he didn't want to, but I agree that those players should have been named. And I called, as you heard, for a second investigation into that. But unfortunately, Carlos Beltran was, at that point, he was like player manager. I mean, come on. He was like Alex Cora's right-hand man. He, he was named. He was named. And that's it. He he was he he orchestrated the plan. Yeah, I just have I just find it hard to believe that Carlos Beltran would have so much influence since he was a player back then. You know, I just find it hard to believe that he would have that much influence on that team that season. But that's just me. Well, believe it so. because Manfred thought so too, based on seventy-five <laughs> interviews he conducted. <laughs> well, anyway, you know, I'm disappointed. You know, still. I saw something been going on in baseball since the beginning of time. And my thing is, it was just bound to happen because we have all this technology. It was going to happen with instant replays all around. You got cameras all around the stadium. You got video all around the stadium. And you know that someone's going to take abuse in that situation. And the Astros on the teams have abused the technology. Now with baseball job to find a solution in this situation or it's going to get even worse. Right. And, And they were the ones that got caught. That's the thing. They were the ones that got caught. I think it's I think it's more widespread than everybody knows. And that's my fear, honestly. And Jason, th- thanks for the call. I j- I think it's more widespread than everybody uh, than than everybody's leaning on to. They were just the ones that got caught doing it. And sure, you can disagree with me that that Carlos Beltran got a a raw end of the deal. You you can disagree with the fa- that. But there were four people named in that report conducted by MLB after compiling the the testimony of 75 or so interviews, or more than 75. I don't even know. I forget. Somewhere around 75. And for those names to come out of that machine, not an actual machine, you know what I mean, then, then so be it. I'm just waiting for them to start ratting each other out. That would be the day. If Carlos Beltran tries to salvage his career, or Alex Cora, or any of them, try to salvage their career, Hinch, Lunau, and say, oh, no, actually, uh, yeah, look, see, uh, there's a, a, a wire on his shoulder. That's why he didn't want to take his shirt off. He told me that. And, yeah, here, look, here's a picture of his locker with, with the apparatus in there. That would be damning. And would they get themselves back in MLB's good graces? You've seen it done before. Case in point, Alex Rodriguez suspended an entire season for using steroids. Now sitting in a booth with ESPN on Sunday Night Football. And I I would make the argument that Alex Rodriguez is more liked than Derek Jeter at this point around baseball. Right? How does that change? How fast that changes. Ryan in Keyport, you're on the fan. Danielle, what's going on? What's up? Uh, I called to talk about the Titans and Tannehill, but okay. um, if you allow me to, I would question your monologue real quick. Sure. I'm a Mets, I'm a Mets fan, and I wanted Beltron to stay. Mm-hmm. And I heard you say in your monologue that you wanted Beltron to be uh, never allowed to coach again in, in baseball. Yep. If you feel that way... Do you feel the same about Bill Belichick, who pretty much got accused of the same thing and convicted of the same thing that pretty much the Astros scandal did, but he was a coach and Beltran was just a player? Well, yeah. <laughs> yes. So, 
You think Belichick should be never allowed to coach? Yes. If you need to cheat using technology in the way that those people did, yes. Okay, uh, but you're consistent about it. Yeah. I like that. Yes, uh-huh. you know why? Because you know what? It just it it. Okay, so the the Patriots, for example, come back from what tw- down twenty eight three in a Super Bowl. Did you not question how that was possible? Everybody questioned the the um the integrity of of football that day. You know what I'm saying? When yeah. when the integrity of the sport is in question, yes. Yes, there should be consequences. And cleaned up. Okay. Um I like how you're consistent. But my next point with the Titans and, and Tannehill, mm-hmm. I'm a huge Dolphins fan. I've I've watched Tannehill for the past seven years. Mm-hmm. And it, it's sad to see how Dolphins fans rolled this guy off. They trash-talked him out well, of town. That, they, that came from your coach first, by the way, Adam Gase. Adam Guru uh, was, uh, was the ringleader, the cheerleader, the number one cheerleader. Adam Gase, yeah. Joe Philbin, you name the coach. Mm-hmm. It, it was a joke mm-hmm. uh, for him. But this guy has probably, I would say, top five accuracy in the league. He can make every, every single throw. He has legs. He's a great quarterback. Led the league in pass rating, was the number one passer according to uh, PFF, yes. yep. Football Focus. Mm-hmm. People act like the Titans right now with Derrick Henry are, are just a running team and Tannehill is a middle-of-the-pack quarterback. He can keep up with Mahomes. Don't be surprised if they get in a shootout and Tannehill is throwing darts and dimes across the board and, and the Titans lead the uh, and beat them tomorrow. I, I'm just saying, a lot of people write them off. Mm-hmm. Do not be surprised with that. Yeah, I, and I agree with you. And and we'll talk a little bit more about that matchup later on. And Ryan, thanks for the call. Um, you know, I'm rooting for for Ryan Tannehill for that reason. For that reason, as where everybody wrote him off, led by the main cheerleader Adam Guru, and and now look at him playing in the AFC Championship game and with a offensive coordinator who is in his first year, by the way, and. Ryan Tannehill, here it is, ranked fifth in completion percentage in the entire league. First, Drew Brees. Second, Derek Carr, question mark. Three, Kirk Cousins. Four, Jimmy Garoppolo. And by one-tenth of a percentage, it's followed by Ryan Tannehill. So, I mean, I, I don't. I, we can talk more about that game in a little bit. Um, I, I definitely want to get back to the Astros because that's where all the calls are on hold, but I'm um, Ryan. I hope you. I hope you hang with us a little bit longer because we can. We could talk about that um, definitely later on. Got tons of stuff on Titans Chiefs, and that might be the trap game. It might be, and I'll give you my pick coming up in a little bit. CJ in Mount Holly, you're on the fan. How you doing, Danielle? I'm good. How are you? You know what? It's interesting you mentioned a Rod. This is what's wrong with society. People like a Rod who cheat, who do anything to win. They're rewarded. No one cares about having good ethics anymore. This happens all over the world, our leaders, and certainly in sports. And you know what? This cheating scandal really is horrible for the sport. My question to you, though, let's talk about the Dodgers. Do you remember there were rumblings that possibly when Syndergaard was pitching, they knew exactly what was coming that way early in the season? Mm, Syndergaard came out and said that? Yes. He was perplexed. How the, he, had, he said he had his best stuff that game, and he couldn't believe. Vaguely. Thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. Vaguely remember but that, yes. That was sort of forgotten. So as you said, I wouldn't be surprised if there's more teams 
involved. I think maybe not to this extent, but I bet you it happens about just every team in baseball. Yep. And, and CJ, I appreciate the call. And, and there's a difference between stealing signs from standing on second base and stealing signs from a live feed monitor that goes right into your dugout. There's a difference. And we could talk more about that difference after the break. Stay on hold, guys. I, I, I got you. I will get to you. 877-337-6666. I'm Danielle McCartan on The Fan. Yankees baseball takes center stage all week long on The Fan. Listen hourly tomorrow from 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. Then from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. the rest of the week to see the Bombers take on the Orioles and Tigers this April as we celebrate another season of Yankees talk, tickets, and games exclusively on Sports Radio 1019 FM and Sports Radio 66 WFAN and WFAN FM New York. And welcome back to the show, everybody. I'm Daniel McCartan here on WFAN Radio with you until, oh, baby, 6 a.m. So let's get your calls in, 877-337-6666. We're talking still currently about the Astros cheating scandal. I mean, it was an avalanche of information coming out this week. It was like every time your phone buzzed, you looked at it, and you're like, what now? What is going to come out? Now, who's fired? Who's losing a job? Who's wearing wires underneath their jerseys? And did you see someone even tweeted the kid from the the Little League World Series? They tweeted that he was wearing a wire underneath his jersey. I retweeted that, so you can find that at Coach M-C-C-A-R-T-A-N. Big Al. Big Al from the, the Little Leaguers. No. It's just a fake news. That one is. The rest of them I don't think is, is such fake news. When you got Jose Altuve telling as he's rounding third, heading home, not to pull his shirt off. Don't pull my jersey off. Why is that? Because he had he was hiding a wire? And then the audacity of J.J. Redick to sit and give an interview after the game when he's got his goggles on, on his head still, hair's wet, He's all wet with champagne, and he's he's got a, a duct tape wire. He forgot to take his wire off before he did the interview, right on his chest. So that that account that was posing to be the 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 niece of Carlos Beltran, I think it's a player. I think it's a burner account for a player because two out of two times that person was right, and we'll see about Glaber Torres as well. If that accu- that accusation was made, and we will look into that, and if so, same thing, off with his head. And Glaber Torres is one of my favorite Yankees, and Jose Altuve was one of my favorite Astros. Was, no longer, will never be. But don't do that to Big Al, Big Al from the Little League World Series team. Don't do it. John in Hell's Kitchen, you're on the fan. Good morning, Danielle. What's up, John? You do a lovely job, man. You do a really good job. You're fair, and you're really good. I enjoy you. Thank you. I want to make three quick points, if I may, please. Yes, you got it. Number one. Number one. Let's do it. Wherever the late, great Roberto Clemente is, he's got to be fuming. Mm. This was one of the greatest players and one of the greatest representatives of Puerto Rico and Puerto Rican baseball. He's got to be fuming. Mm-hmm. Number two, Jeter. You, you made an interesting comment later about how 
Alex Rodriguez is more popular than Jeter. I've got news for you. Jeter's not as squeaky clean as everybody thinks he is, and this is all going to come undone as it gets close to the time of a unanimous decision. That's just me. What I'm, you... I'm not, and he's not as squeaky clean as everyone thinks he is. All right, you... number three. Wait, oh, number whoa! Three. You can't just make that accusation about Derek Jeter on WFA and radio and not back that what, up. What, what do you have what? on Derek Jeter? I'm just curious. I have friends who are in law enforcement that do security work that told me things about this dude, and there was one year, I don't know what year it was, when he came to spring training, jacked. And anyone who's a Yankee fan will remember this particular year. He came to spring training, and he looked like he was playing for the athletics. That didn't last very long. But listen, I'm... This is just me, and I know this is going to open up a can of whoopee. Yeah, I'm sure but it is. He's but not because as that's, clean that's, as everyone. That's, he's not as clean as that. Number three. Well, how how would your whoa, whoa, how would your friends in law enforcement know that Derek Jeter, as you're alleging, is taking steroids? How would they know that? They they do security for him, and they they watched him do steroids. Other things, other things. Okay, not just other things. Now Listen, this this, this is, is getting ridiculous me. now. Listen, I can throw the paint against the wall, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, okay. Number three. Yeah, sure. Here's where the problem. Here's where the problem is going to really get crazy with this situation. As if that—that's not already. You're not making accusations against the New York but Yankees. You, but, go ahead. Well, okay, you, go ahead. you know what? You know what? I'll be glad to call you back when something leaks and people go, "Wow, wow." Well, something wow. gets proven because you just leaked some information. I, 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 I would okay, love well, for you to call well, me back I'm, if something I'm, gets proven. But sure. All right, all right, I'm leaking the information. Number three. Okay. Number three. Yeah, okay, John, I'm ready for number three. Go ahead. A lot of people are already saying that a lot of the devices that were used were Apple devices. Mm, No, that was in in 2017. That that wasn't in 2019. No, no, no. They're saying that it was Apple devices. Apple, made by Apple. This guy, Tim Cook, won't allow the United States government to prison crack a terrorist's phone. He's not going to allow them... The prison crack these guys. This is going to, this is, as you said earlier, this is going to get so ugly. And what they should do is they should shut the sport down, go right through the sport, allow guys that spent their whole lives trying to become professional athletes to play ball and get rid of half of these overpaid criminals because that's what they are. They should, they, but they're not going to do that because it's big money. And they're all in on it. They're all they're already moving Van Wagen and best friends with, with Hinge no knew nothing about this, right? I knew about this. I knew about this. I'm, I'm I know about this. How did he not know about this? Well, how did he not think to ask about it if in fact well, you know well, what I mean? How does he come out how does he come out in the press conference and say, you know, I, I didn't know about this? This guy should be gone. Listen, he's a he's he's like a lawyer. He's a liar. He's an agent. He's not even a... Now, you know, you know what? Where's Omar Minaya? There's a guy that they should let step in here. This is, a, you know, this is where big money is going to dominate and win the day, and it's disgusting. It's disgusting for people, you know, people went to baseball games with their grandfathers and their fathers and their sons and their daughters. There's that beautiful commercial on TV yes. where the kids are with their daughters at yep. the baseball games. Love that commercial. How do you explain this now? How do you explain this? America's pastime. Like, give me a book. And you know what? It's still hard to hit a round ball with a round bat. 
There's no doubt about that. Hardest but thing how in do sports. You explain this? Mm-hmm. Excuse me? I said it's the hardest thing to do in sports. Absolutely. And thank you for allowing me this time. And you know what? I'm going to call you back okay. as an inch closer to the unanimous, and I will prove it. I will prove it because a lot of people know it. And you know what? I want to see the hundred names on the Mitchell report. Yeah, I would like let's, to too. Let's really, yeah, let's, let's really, cra- let's, let's really crack this open. Yeah, you let's know? do it. George Mitchell, by the way, George Mitchell, who was on Epstein's list going to Lolita Island, okay, mm-hmm. on the list going to Lolita Island, he has a hundred names somewhere in a safe that we deserve to see because you know who loses here? Who loses here? Yeah, the fans. And and the, the guys fan. that are not do not cheating and they're stuck the in the minor fan. leagues. Yeah, the fan. You want to go? You want to have a hot dog? You want to have a drink? You want to sit in the sun? You you want to catch a foul ball? You want to eat some popcorn? You, you want to see something great? This is this is disgusting. And thank you, thank you very much for the time, John. I I can't wait, Pat. Pat, I cannot wait for that phone call when Derek Cheater. This guy, you just can't come on the radio and just allege Derek Jeter is is not clean like that without having actual proof. And even when nothing happens, I'm sure he will. Uh, he'll he'll claim that he knows still. Oh yeah, he, he knows something that uh, nobody else does. Yeah, he leaked it. No, no, tell me when it's proven. I, I want to know when it's proven. I mean, but he did bring up some other good points. That's why I let him stay on. You know. Yeah, I'm surprised you gave him a lot of leash there. I did, I did. I saw my <laughs> hand was on the thing because I was ready to. But you know what? No, I, and I'm trying to. As he was talking, I was also trying to Google. You know, those those derma things that that in 2019 the Astros are being accused of using. They're, they're not Apple manufactured. It was the Apple watches used by the Yankees and the Red Sox. Um. Biometric data, yeah, yeah. I don't, I'm not finding anything about that. So if you can, you could find that, guys. You could tweet me at Coach M C C A R T A N. It's kind of hard to do that and do a show and talk to you guys all at the same time. Kevin and Camden, you're on the fan. Uh, how you doing, Daniel? Good, Kevin. What's up? I want to talk about this uh, cheating channel because um, I'm very upset. You know, I love baseball. I want to say a few things. Mm-hmm. First things first, I will never root for the Astros in any capacity again. Mm-hmm. I, I've lost total respect for the organization. Uh, I, I just, it, it, there's no room for cheating, and I'm going to say this. Beltran used to be, and I'm saying used to be in past tense, my favorite player. Mm-hmm. I am born, well, I was, I, I was born in Puerto Rico. So naturally, you know, I'm a Mets fan, so Beltran wasn't my favorite player. But I feel like he should be gone because, I mean, bro, I mean, how does, when he interviews for the job, how does Brody not ask him about Houston? Mm-hmm. How does that not get brought up? I, I mean, bro, Brody said to, in the uh, release, as I, you know, I was, I was talking on Twitter, that, oh, he was honest and forthcoming. If he was honest and forthcoming, shouldn't you have seen this coming? I mean, seriously. I mean, do they not do their background work when they're doing this thing. Do they just, you know, I don't know what the, I, I'm just saying, Beltran, I lost a lot of respect for him, and, and not only Beltran, but Cora too. This is bad for not only baseball, but for the people of Puerto Rico. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm just saying, this is embarrassing, and as, as um, Clement, they would be turning in his grave. I, I'm upset because I'm Puerto Rican, and I'm very passionate about this game that I love, and you know what? Cheaters don't prosper, and they don't deserve to come back. I'd give him a lifetime ban, but that's just me. Yeah, and, and and you got Kevin. Thanks for the call. Good call. Um, you know, 
Carlos Beltran has played in four World Baseball Classics for Team Puerto Rico. And that opens another can of worms, too, because now does this stuff happen at the international level? Because you all heard the Jessica Mendoza comments. And I love Jessica Mendoza. I I love what she's accomplished on the softball diamond. I love what she's accomplished in her career after being on the softball, breaking the barriers into into the the baseball, you know, the, the man's game. But when she says Mike Fires, when she accuses or comes down hard on Mike Fires for 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 spilling the truth, I mean that's 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 a bad look, Jessica Mendoza. I'm sorry, really. Really, I, I like you. I do, but but that's a bad look. If Mike Fires is the guy that set this whole thing off. And four other players. I would like to know why those four other players weren't named either. Why is it only Mike Fire's name that's been named in that report by The Athletic? Ken Rosenthal, who are the other four? So that we can absolve them, because they said it, he said it was four other Astros players. So who are the other four? And why weren't they named? But when she says Mike Fire's you know, shame on you. I turn around and say, well, Jessica Mendoza, shame on you. Is this something that you participated in? In the international level? At the Olympic level? How could you just be okay with that? Right? I mean, right? I mean, I'm sorry, but I hate to come down on her, but my God, you can't say that. You can't say that. More of your calls after the break, 877-337-6666. I'm Daniel McCartan on The Fan. Sports Radio 101.9 FM and Sports Radio 66 WFAN. And good morning again, everybody. We are back here on WFAN Radio in New York City, Lower Manhattan. Um, the drive-in, I, th- I left extra early tonight. And I was like, man, I got to get there. These roads are going to be terrible. Yeah, my street was. And then you got to the main road and it was just wet. So I was here like extra, extra early, um, like an hour more. <laughs> um, but that's okay. I'm, I'm here with you guys until 6 a.m. And so is Pat Boyle. He's ready. Take your phone calls. 877-337-6666. And the entire show so far, rightfully so, has been about the Astros cheating scandal. I mean, really. I mean, we are dissecting this from every angle, which is excellent because I've been holding this in all week, everybody. All week. I'm like, I cannot wait to get on the radio and talk about this 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 cheating scandal, whether it's the Astros, whether it's the Red Sox, whether it's the Yankees, whether it's the Mets. I just think that this is just scraping the, t- the tippy, tippy, tippy top of the iceberg. I whenever that Red Sox report is going to come out, I can't wait to get my hands on that. We have a nine-page Rob Manfred report that just came out on Monday, and the bombshells that are coming out of that report. Now, as you know or may not know, maybe we got lost in the avalanche of details this week. Is that the Red Sox are now on the clock with their own? Well, MLB is investigating the Red Sox with their own investigation. So they've already done the Astros. Now they're working on the Red Sox because of Alex Cora, who, oh, by the way, is out of a job. So I'm just going to head down the, the, this call list in the order in which you guys called. So hang on, 877-337-6666 if you want to get on there. 
Tom in Hampton, New Jersey, you're on the fan. Hey, I'd like to talk about the Mets. Okay. So I think I think the Mets, the best Mets manager coming up, uh, this guy from Kansas City, Royal third base coach, his name is Mike Trezza. What do you think about him? Well, I like that he's an Italian-American, Trezza. I, I do know some Trezzas. Um, I, I be honest, I don't know much about him. What do you like about him? I like that he no, he keeps ball in play, uh, and he's not a cheater like 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 Carlos Beltran was. <laughs> well, uh, Tom, there there are a lot of guys that are not cheaters, like 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 Carlos Beltran was, um, but I told you guys I went back to my notes from from November, and I, I looked back and I was like, you know what? Out of the guys that, that interviewed for the Mets, I mean, who who would be the best fit? Well, Joe Girardi was my choice. He is now with the Astros. Derek Shelton was up on the list, but he's now with the Pirates. Eduardo Perez says the Mets have not yet reached out to him as of, I think, yesterday. I told you guys, though, who I wanted was Tim Bogar. He's the Washington Nationals' first base coach. Um, but at this point in time, with pitchers and catchers reporting in 23 days, I mean, you'd, you'd have to go to someone within the organization, don't you think? And Carlos Beltran didn't get there yet, so he couldn't have tainted the rest of the coaching staff. And for me, at this point in time, it's got to be either someone. I mean, think about it. You're reporting to a Major League Baseball, pitchers and catchers, spring training, all, all the whole nine in 23 days. You really think that's time to break somebody in that hasn't, hasn't done it yet? I don't think that's the time to do it. So for me, it's going to be someone with experience, whether that be a Dusty Baker or a Buck Showalter or a Terry Collins. But I don't think that's the way the Mets are going to go. So following their logic, I'm going to select Luis Rojas. Um, he knows the Mets. He's managed 12 of the 25 players on Van Wagenen's 40-man w- roster. Uh, twelve. Of the, he's he's managed in the minor leagues. Pete Alonso, Jeff McNeil, Ahmed Rosario, Jacob Degrom, and Michael Conforto. I mean, he's the, their quality control coach. Right now, if that's if if right now if you said you have twenty three days to name a manager, who's it going to be, and to get them up to speed and all that, I think the easy choice would be Luis Rojas. Now, whether that be on a a one year deal or longer, uh, I don't know. But concerning to me is, you know, he's 38 years old. He would be the second youngest manager in the MLB. And, but, you know, I have experience with that. And age is just a number. Because if, if you could do it, you could do it. Who cares about your age? Um, but I don't know. I, I, don't, I, I don't know which way they're going to go. But they better figure it out soon. Ruben in Tulsa, Oklahoma. You're on hey. the phone. Hey, I'd like to welcome you as a... Uh... A fresh new voice uh, on the fan. Well, thank you. I appreciate you tuning in from Tulsa. Yeah. Well, I'm a New Yorker, and I'm I'm living out here. All right. And, what, uh, what do you got for me tonight? Listen, I draw a parallel between the Astros and Ben Johnson of the 1988 Canadian Olympic team. Ben Johnson got caught using a steroid, okay? And he set a world record in the 100 meters. And when he got caught, 
they vacated his medal. Mm -hmm. And they gave it to uh, Carl Lewis. And since the uh, offense by the Astros was bad enough to get their manager and uh, general manager fired, I think they ought to vacate the uh, World Series trophy because I think it's an empty trophy. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, and that... It it symbolizes an accomplishment through cheating. Right. And and while I agree in principle with that, um, Ruben, I, I just think that in practicality, you just can't do that. Make the Johnson's a gold medal away. <laughs> I understand that, but what I'm trying to tell you, what I'm trying to say is that yes, there was a clear cut next. There was a clear cut second place winner by mm-hmm. time, you know, in in a race like that. There isn't a clear cut second place winner in a team sport like baseball because what about the Dodgers well you know? yeah but who, but who knows if 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 the Yankees had gotten to that point I mean they in 2017 they were within one game of the World Series who knows if the Yankees were allowed to get to the World Series who would have won the Yankees or the Dodgers like you, you can't be you can't be doing that you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. what's in there two points before you let me go because I know you got a list number one I think you were spot on with uh, Jessica Mendoza yeah uh, I was at a gym. I was at a gym working out, and I saw the show, but they had it muted, so I couldn't hear what she was saying. <laughs> they didn't so have when the, you the get, closed captions on. <laughs> not even that. So when you gave your take, I was shocked. I said, "I can't believe that someone that I thought was so level-headed yeah. would be so so stupid." Yeah, and I know. The, the, the the second point I want to make, and and I want to say farewell, is if age is not a factor, I think Dusty Baker would be the man. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, he's he's a viable option there, Ruben. And thanks for the call. I mean, like I said, anybody at this point. I mean, the Mets are beggars can't be choosers right now for the Mets, and you know, they're they're going to have. I think they have to go with somebody that has experience in in doing this before. Like you can't just jump into a major league season twenty three days before it starts and 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 do a good job. You know. I mean, I guess you could. It's going to be a lot of sleepless nights. I'll, I'll be honest, right? And and while in theory, yes, I would love to see that trophy vacated. Love to see it. I would love to see them take that 2017 banner down from Minute Maid Park. But in in the, in Ben Johnson's case, he was in first place. There was a clear cut second place and a clear cut third place, etc. Now, if you were to, um do it all over again, looking at the 2017 postseason for for the Astros. Well, one, in the division series, they beat the Red Sox. Okay. And then two, and maybe at any point in time, would the Red Sox have, have beat them? Because that was a four-game, my memory serves me correctly, that was a four-game series where the Astros took the first two games at home. I think the Red Sox won the third game. And then the Astros took the last game at Fenway. So, you know, you erase those two games, wins, or even a split at Minute Maid Park, and you're looking at a whole different series. And then subsequently, they went on to the American League Championship Series where they defeated the Yankees in seven games, and they won all four games at Minute Maid Park. So if you're looking at an ALDS and an ALCS back-to-back, they won six of the games, six for six of them at home. 
I mean, it happens. It does happen. But now, with all this stuff coming out, you can't tell me that it was going to be the Dodgers that were going to be in second place. You can't. Not with the Red Sox and the Yankees having been beaten um, in the playoffs to, to get there. Like, the Astros stepped over both of those teams to get to where they were. And, yes, while I agree with that, it's just, it's not possible. It's just not possible to do that. Mike in Westchester, you're on the fan. Danielle, you're awesome. Great job. <laughs> Thanks. I'm just coming down from Atlantic City. And, you-, I, you know, when you're in Atlantic City, I'm, I was there since Thursday, you know, you, you, the outside doesn't matter. So I'm in the buffet, and I see Beltran was uh, released, yeah. um, despite, which was a no-brainer. I mean, he had to go. And for a bigger reason, not, not only that, but imagine if you're Altuve and these other and the Astros going on the road. What are they going to be facing on the road in, the, in by the fans? These guys are going to get thrown at. Oh yeah! Sure. Oh yeah! For sure. Uh, it, it's going to be every single game on the road with them is going to be intense. It's going to be amazing. Some something's going to happen. But look, the, the technology's there. I mean, how do you stop it? Okay, how do you stop it? I'm sure other teams have done it. Um, the Astros got caught because somebody blew the whistle. Mm-hmm. But how do, how do you stop it unless you get another uh, whistleblower? Um, it's crazy. I mean, you know, the, the title should be vacated. It really should. And the suspensions should be a lot more harsh. Yeah. Cora gone for a year. You know, you, I, would be, I would be thinking lifetime suspensions. You're fo- really fooling around with the game here. Yeah, I agree with you. Yes, I you do. You know, yep. so they need to do something to make them much more severe. Then maybe a lifetime, maybe a three-year ban, maybe something. But Cora's career is over. Beltran's career is over. These guys are never going to set foot on the baseball field again. Altuve's got to watch now, so does Springer. And so Waltz comes out. These guys are now tarnished forever in baseball. Yeah, and, I mean, and, and, and in the good old days, the pitchers would just, you know, ratchet one up, a 100-mile-an-hour fastball, and throw it at them. You can't do that uh-huh. anymore. And I'm sure they're going to uh-huh. be on watch for that. Well, I'm sure we're going to see it anyway. And I'm sure... Um, it's going to be uh, pretty much applauded because yeah. that's you know it, it is crazy what they did to this sport. I mean, it, what technology is doing? It's destroying. I mean, it's really destroying everything with the analytics, with basketball, with all the three pointers, and they got all the stats with football. I mean, it it is nuts. Do you, Danielle? Do you know anything about poker? <laughs> Not really. Why? You don't. I had a nice little quick poker story for you because. There was a guy, there's a guy named Mike Possel, okay? And do you know how to play Hold'em? Do you know anything about Hold'em? Uh, I tried to watch my brother play, and I, I don't get it. Let me, know, let me tell you what technology did. And if you look his name up, it's P-O-S-T-L-E. Okay. Um, he had, they were doing, I forgot the, 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 the arena they were doing it in, but they were live streaming, but it was on a like a ten minute delay, so everybody couldn't see everybody's hold cards. It was on a ten minute delay. Right. He had somebody in the booth, and he had his phone between his legs. You know, you keep your phone on the table. Mm-hmm. Get it between his legs. So, what happened was he knew everybody's hold cards in real time because somebody in the booth mm-hmm. he had some sort of technology. So, if you win at five to ten big blinds an hour. That's great. So, in other words, the big blind is, is $5, and you're winning $25 to $50 an hour. That's, it. That's great. Yeah. He was winning at a rate of 600 big blinds an hour. 
So he finally got caught. Um, somebody somebody uh, made an accusation, and they went to uh, the videotape of all these live streams, and it was insane. I don't know how this guy's still walking around with uh, with his two legs there, but there's a lot of lawsuits on him. Look it up; it's a very interesting story. Yeah, and listen, I, yeah I pulled up an article. Yeah, uh, Mike, I pulled up an article uh, by the way while he was talking when he spelled the name. I pulled it up, um, and and that's the other thing too. Like, if you're in a position where you know that information, we can talk more about this after the break because I have a strong feeling on this. But think about it over the commercial. If you're in a position where you know what's going on, and say you get traded like Mike Fires did, and you know that they're cheating against you. And you need to make your 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 earn your living by striking guys out. Would you do the same thing? Would you do what Mike Fires and four other players did? We can't keep forgetting that. I'd like to hear your takes on that after the break. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. I'm Danielle McCartan. You might be off on Monday, but we're not. Boomer and Geo starting at 6 a.m. We'll talk about the championship games and what the Super Bowl matchup will be. And, of course, the latest fallout with the sign-stealing scandal and who the Mets manager might be. Boomer and Geo starting at 6 a.m. Martin Luther King Day on the fan. Sports Radio 1019 FM and Sports Radio 66 WFAN and WFAN FM New York. How do you guys like this one? This is Chainsmokers, New York City, it's called. It's my jam. I know it's an older song, like 2018 maybe, but it's a good one. I like it. And I like the lines on it because New York City, please go easy on me. This can go a few different ways here, guys. Carlos Beltran we could be talking about. We could be talking about the visiting Houston Astros. Uh, we, we could be talking about, I mean, just about anybody involved in this cheating scandal. Brody Van Wagenen. I mean, the poor kid from the, the Little League Baseball. Who people are saying that he's got he's got the little thing on him. He was getting uh, the buzzer, whatever. And, and just so you know, the Astros are set to visit our area. They're going to be here versus the Mets on June 2nd and, and June 3rd. And the Yankees for a four-game series beginning on September 20th. First, and the question I had right before the update was, if your job is to get guys out, that's your job. You're a pitcher. And you know that the guy in the batter's box, you know because you've seen him do it. You used to be on his team. You used to watch him do it. He's now in the batter's box against you, and he's jacking pitches out of the park. Would you complain? Would you whistleblow if that's your career and your money and your livelihood and your family's livelihood on the line? I'm going to go with, for me, oh, yeah. Oh, you better believe I'm saying something. Oh, yeah. Why do I have to protect you? That's something I've learned. You got to look out for yourself because no one else is doing it for you. Todd in New Windsor, you're on the fan. Hi, Danielle. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Todd? Fine, thank you. I want to make two points. Yeah, thanks for holding. Um, oh, my pleasure. Um, on Mike Fires, I mean, he's had a pretty nice little career. Had a couple of no-hitters already, but I'd say I got I to gotta give this guy all the credit in the world. Yep. He's our 2020 edition of Jim Bouton, if you remember that name from Ball Four Days when he talked about the clubhouse. And I kind of compare Mike Fires to him in a way, and I... Tell you, you know, they call him a snitcher and a telltale, though. He did the right thing. I mean, so kudos to him. Yep, I agree. 
And secondly, on the Mets, I mean, I'm, I'm going to, I would love to go with Johnny Lee, Dusty Baker. I mean, he's a, he's a veteran manager. I mean, he's an older manager, but he's more of a father figure type of manager. He's the kind of guy I would like to have on the team. I know they're probably going to go with, with the younger guy like this Luis Feller and all that. But you know what? I want to, hopefully they'll go after the older man. I don't know if it's going to happen that way, but we'll find out. Thanks a lot, Danielle. You take care. And Girardi for the Phillies, not the Astros. Take care. <laughs> Girardi for the Phillies, not the Astros. Well, I don't know. Of course, yeah, Girardi's on the on on the Phillies. Yes, yes, he is. Um, and 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 I I really would like to, to hear your thoughts because you could see. I mean, I mean first of all, what is going to be the fate of Mike Fires, right? And we can't forget that there are four unnamed players in that report by Ken Rosenthal and Evan Drellich. Okay, why was Fires the only one named? By the way, but. After this season, Michael Fires, who broke the story, is going to be an unrestricted free agent in what will be his 11th season in the league. My question is, is he going to be booed or cheered across the league? By fans, I'm saying. He could be cheered because he aided to clean up the game of baseball. Right? He, he was the one who caught the Astros. Or he could be booed because he's going to be seen as a rat. And, and before you jump on the rat bandwagon, you got to ask yourself, like I just asked you, if you're in livelihood dependent on getting guys out, and then you had to face guys who knew which pitch was coming, wouldn't you be miffed? Reminder, though, pitchers don't bat in the, in the AL. He didn't benefit by the scandal even when he was in Houston. Sure, he got the ring and he, all that, sure, but he didn't directly benefit by one bang, that being a fastball. You know what I'm saying? So would you do it? Oh, yeah, I'm doing it. Vito in Staten Island, you're on a fan. Good morning, Danielle. I was just wanted to, uh, there was an article in the Daily News on Friday about the 1951 um, World Series with the Dodgers and the, and the Giants, where the Giants were using, and you talk about technology, the Giants were using a telescope the relay signs uh, into the dugout with a buzzer, and then have a player waving a white towel to the batters, and, and to let them know what pitch was coming in. And I know that you know baseball's been stealing signs since the inception of it, mm-hmm. but it, it, I'm just saying this goes back to 1951 using the technology of that time—a telescope, a buzzer, and a white towel. It was in Friday's uh, Daily News. If you can, you know, retrieve the article. Yeah, I'll have to I take just, a look at that. I just found it interesting, you know. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I want to say. Yeah, and really. Vito, thanks for your call. And that's, yeah, like that was the technology back then. I mean, maybe uh, maybe Alex Cora was studying that. Maybe he really is truly a student of the game and was studying that World Series to come up with his little scheme. Tom in North Brunswick, you're on the fan. How's it going, Danielle? I'm good. How are you? All right. Uh, you know who I think are rats? The, the people that cheat. Yeah. I don't think it's fires. Uh, I understand a lot of the players probably don't like him now, but it's too bad. You know, they, you know, first of all, um, when you cheat, you know, in, in sports or any walk of life, it, well, especially in sports, it, you look at, look at yourself in the mirror and you didn't really win. <laughs> you cheated. Mm-hmm. You know, don't they have any self, uh, you know, Self, what do you call that? Yeah, like I, self I know, pride. Yeah, I tell you, I tell you something. Today they had an Astros a fan event, and and Altuve showed up, and I forget the other guy who was speaking. Bregman, I think it was. 
they had like absolutely zero remorse. They had zero remorse. I mean, it, I, I, unapologetic. I, it was like disgusting to watch. Yeah, I mean, they're they're. I, I consider them rats. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, you know, I think I think they're you know, and and they should be ashamed of themselves. And I, uh, uh, real quick on the Mets, yeah. uh, and this is ironic too. I wish Beltran uh, knew it was coming in the 2006 uh, Game Seven. <laughs> but you know who I, you know. <laughs> but um, <laughs> of course, but, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> He's just, just jealous. Just <laughs> one hit, and they would have probably won the World Series because I think they would have beat Detroit. But the manager on that team, he's oh, he's very he's uh, I think he was a very, he's a very well respected baseball lifer. He's an outstanding manager. He's good with fundamentals, and he never gets any credit for anything. I wouldn't mind the Mets bringing back Willie Randolph. You know, I, I know yeah. they wouldn't probably wouldn't do it, but it would, I would be very happy if they did that. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Um, he's been out of managing for a while now, so yeah. I, I don't know if Which he's is strange. Yeah, I don't know if he's maybe he just maybe he doesn't want to do it. I don't know because I don't, I don't understand because you know uh, you know the Mets were uh, you know they they were, he was a good manager too. I mean, I wish he would have took uh, time on that right you know after the eighth inning, but uh, he was really good. Uh, I wouldn't mind Baker, but uh, but but Danielle, the, the Mets, uh, as far as I know, the Mets are not involved with this. Um, you know, Beltran. I don't understand why they didn't check more into it, but at least they did the right thing and let him go. But yeah. they they're going to need to get another manager. But uh, th- you know, Danielle, I'm very upset about this because I think baseball is the greatest sport in the world, mm-hmm. and uh, they, the baseball they better make sure they clean this up because. If it happens again, it could damage the whole sport. Thank you. Have a good day today. Yeah, and Tom, thanks for the call. I uh, and, and as I said in, in the open, I mean, every time you see a guy take a take a take a ball in a pivotal spot, or or jack a ball out of the park in a pivotal spot, or you know, even a base runner steal a base in a pivotal spot, it's always forever going to be in the back of your head. Like, oh, did did they know it was coming? And I said Randolph. I'm um, just fact checking myself here, Randolph. Has not managed in you know a couple years, but he was named manager of Team USA for the inaugural some sort of tournament, um, whatever. So I mean he's still involved as of and then August 2019, he became a United States national baseball team coach for that same tournament. So um, I, I I don't know I don't know about Willie Randolph. I you know I'd love to run into him around town one of these days and and just ask him um, if he'd be willing, but. Like I said, the Mets need, in my opinion, the Mets need somebody that's been there, uh, done that. Because you can't throw this together with 23 days until your pitchers and catchers arrive. And let's be, let's be honest. I don't think the Mets were, were involved in it at all. Because they were the ones who started the whole yanking the jerseys off thing to begin with. I mean, you got Pete Alonso showing off his dad bod. To everybody that no one wants to see it. No one really wants to see any of it, to be honest with you. But, you know, he wasn't wearing any wire. He wasn't wearing any Band-Aids on his chest. And then you got Conforto. He's not wearing any Band-Aids or any wires on his chest. So, as far as we know, the New York Mets are clean. Unless, of course, as alleged in that tweet by, um, air quotes here, Beltran's niece, that it's placed somewhere else, the little buzzer. And she, this person, she, or whatever, is implicating the fact that Glaber Torres wears one on his left leg. Left ankle? Left calf? Something down there? 
lower half. And I, I myself Googled Glaber Torres, <laughs> of course, because I was like, oh, I'm going on the radio tonight. I got What if I got like a little scoop here? So I Googled Glaber Torres and I looked through, like, I don't want to say hundreds, I want to say dozens, dozens of, uh, of, of photos of him. You know, Getty images, everything, all the high quality images. I'm looking through, looking through. I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything. I mean, but it could be in a sock. I mean, it's it's hard to see when it's on a leg. So now my worry is, okay, they all know we're looking by their shoulders for for a piece. Oh, they'll just put it in, in their cleat. They'll put it in, I don't know, wherever. That's not as visible. And I just think that the punishments for this crime have to be so egregious that it would deter anybody from from ever wanting to even try it. And I think that a one-year suspension is not enough. And by the way, Hinch and Lunau were the only ones that got suspended by MLB. Don't forget. I don't like this, uh, you know, all the states, you know, all the states are doing their own rules here. You know, the Red Sox did the right thing, and the Mets had to follow suit. Policing themselves is is not going to work. I think the MLB needs to step in with a heavier hand. And this has been great. We're going to get more of your calls after the break. 877-337-6666. I'm Danielle McCartan on The Fan. Hey, guys, it's Maggie. Coming up on a big Martin Luther King Day show, we will preview the Super Bowl matchup. Super Bowl 54, we know it. We'll talk about it. Plus, we're giving away Yankee tickets every hour. Let's look ahead to warmer weather, shall we? Yankee tickets coming your way, along with football breakdowns. You don't want to miss it. It's Moose and Maggie on the Midday Show, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Sports Radio 101.9 FM and Sports Radio 66, WFAN and WFAN FM, New York. Oh my God, this is Luke Combs. I didn't even think of this song, Pat. I love it. Houston, we got it, Rob. I love that. Good. Nice. So here's the thing. I'm, I'm, I forget. Uh, man, I'm, I lost it on Twitter. Um, and welcome back to the show, by the way. I'm just so excited about this. Um, I, I forgot your, your real first name, but there's a guy on Twitter, at XXRiseAboveXX. He told me last week, and I forgot. But we were just talking during the break about... You know, my God, I can't wait to see what the away teams have in store for the Astros this season, right? I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm like looking up the Astros schedule, and I'm like, who is the first away team, the first away trip? And, you know, baseball is such a romantic game because if you had to make a guess and guess who would be the first 2020 road opponent of the Houston Astros, Guess who it is? Mike Fires's Oakland A's. That's who they play first on the road. Mike Fires's Oakland A's is their first road trip. I mean, the Oakland A's are famous for the banging of, of the drums, you know, in, in there in Oakland. And I just can't wait. I, I think I'm going to buy the MLB TV pass or whatever just to see that. Those fans are going to be relentless. All eyes are on you, Oakland A's fans. You better fill that stadium up. That that doldrum of a stadium, that huge stadium, you better pack it. And you better give the Houston Astros a piece of everybody's minds in the MLB. Justin in Floral Park, you're on the fan. Hello, what's going on? What's up? How are you? I'm good. How are you? 
Um, I think you're going to get the first week. You get that for free, I think, with the MLB package. So I don't think you have to pay anything. Oh, yes. Good. You should do that. Uh, I will stay up late to watch that game, for sure. You and me both. Uh, you know, hopefully he throws it out two day or something. That guy is the biggest liar. Yeah, you know what? Why did he not want his jersey off? Come on, man. I, I was thinking, too, like, who are they going to bat first? Like, who's going to be first in that lineup? I, I'm just curious. Well, Springer, you know? Probably Springer. Yeah, I don't think it's going to I think they're going to try and protect Springer. I think they're just going to put some huh. chump out there. Well, either way, I mean, I mean, I know a lot of people like to do this, but you gotta like vacate the championship or something because I mean, I don't even know how the Dodgers feel. I mean, the last two World Series they went to, they lost yeah. the Astros uh, they lost, and the uh, Red, the Red Sox. Yep, the two cheaters. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, yeah, the Yankees lost to them too. You know, in the ALCS and the Wild, you know, division round. Right. But, I mean, still painful. Yep. Um, as far as the Mets thing goes, I mean. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think this is a horrible move by the Mets. How do you fire Beltran when he they said he was honest? I just don't get it. Well, the problem is that there was going to be speculation with the Mets. Time. There was going to be speculation about the Mets moving forward because Beltran was the only Acora was named. He was fired. He was he would be the only right. guy named not fired. And I think that's a terrible look. But here's the thing. He was a player, and none of the other players are getting named on this. Yet. I think that's coming. Well, I don't think, I don't think ever. I think Manford said he's not going to get any of the players out there. Yeah, I know. I, honestly, I heard about Tuve, Bregman, they should all be suspended. They should be. And Bregman's th- the biggest mouth in baseball. I know, and so is Verlander. And I think that yeah. I think that now having, like, people aren't satisfied with this, uh, clearly. Right. This so, is, first of all, they fired the coach, right? Or, to, you know, um, they, the they suspend the coach, then they fired him. So yeah. They should get more. Yeah, I think that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think that we're going to see now with the, with the new evidence. We'll just say he, the, here's the perfect out for Ron Manfred. There's been new evidence brought to my attention, photographs and videos of electronic buzzing devices. I will re-examine that and punish the players involved. That's the perfect out for what's him. The, what's the Red Sox? What's the Red Sox deal? Yeah, what's I don't know. Sox? That's that's not out yet. Yeah, that's not what? out yet. Yep. I heard Cora's thing is worse than what the Astros did. <laughs> I can't. I hope, it, I hope that comes out on a Saturday because I, I want to be on the radio that, that <laughs> night. Of course. Break the news, break the news. But honestly, as a Mets, I'm not a Mets fan. My, my wife is. But um, who is going to take this job? Their staff has already said you got Hensley Mullins, you got Hefford. Who's taking this job? You're not going to get it. Dusty Baker's not going to take this job. Yeah. Buck Showalter's not taking this job. Not for one it's year. Mullins or, or Hefner. Yeah. Or Rojas. A loss, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. It's a, mess. It's a, it's a typical, mess. typical Mets Have move, a great isn't night, it? <laughs> Thanks, Justin. You too. Have a great night. Typical Mets move, right? I mean, like I said, you're you have to get somebody who's been there, done that. And if you don't get somebody that's been there and done that, you have to get somebody familiar with the team. Is it going to be Mullins? I don't know because did, did he interview the first time around? I'm not even sure. I know Rojas did. But I, I, my notes, according to November, said unsure if he's gotten a second interview. I mean, but he does have the familiarity with the players. He helps build the analytical reports, give them to the coaching staff to implement. He was credited to um, improving Ahmed Rosario in his defensive skills, which were night and day. Um, I don't know. He That's a big, a big jump from quality control manager. Quality control officer to manager. Although he's managed at the minor league level, at five different levels for the Mets, I, I think I think I'm convincing myself here that that it's going to be Luis Rojas. 
Robin, Connecticut, you're on the fan. Morning, Daniel. Great show as always. Thank you. Uh, before I get to the base, my baseball point, I just want to add to I heard a couple of people talking about Little League and the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Uh, first with the Olympics, I mean, look at the Russian hockey, or not, well, the Russian Olympic team is once again banned for doping, and I think it happened last time during the Olympics, they were banned. You know, so you see how the Olympics is dirty. I mean, it's not just them. I mean, like they were talking about, he's talking about Ben Johnson and stuff and everything. And as far as Little League, I remember several years back, I don't remember if it was the American Little League team, had that kid that was, like, blowing guys away. He was, like, six feet tall, and they said he was only, like, 11 or 12 years yeah, old. Yeah. It turned out he was, like, 16 or yeah. something like that. Yeah, I vaguely and, remember that, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, but so I was naive for many, many years. You know, I, I used to idolize sports figures, uh, and then – then along came Joe Paterno. You know, I love Penn State, and that 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 killed me. After that, you know, somebody told me, you know, hopefully you're blessed that you have good parents. And they say if you're going to idolize anybody, don't idolize sports figures. Just idolize your parents. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, that's pretty much what I do now. But as far as baseball, I mean, you know, people talking about how pure it is, and you know, baseball's integrity and this and that. And, I mean, look at going all the way back to the Black Sox it's a scandal. You know, and then guys like Ty Cobb that were bigots. And, you know, how many years was, pre- was prejudice so rampant, you know, before Jackie Robinson? Look at the hell he went through. And then you had the, the, the Bennies and the Greenies of the 60s and 70s. And then you went into the steroid usage. And now all this stuff with the, the video technology and stuff. It's, it's just not true. I mean, baseball has had a black eye for a long, long time. Yeah. And this is uh, and this is just the next thing, you know. This is just the next thing that it has to withstand. Yeah, but I mean, so I mean, it'll probably recover eventually. But yeah, uh, you know, that, those were excellent points, though. But now, now these guys are going to have to suffer the consequences when they go out on the road and stuff. Unless, like you said, hopefully the, you know, hopefully uh, Rob will do his, his due diligence here, and, and hopefully uh, you know, there'll be more severe penalties. No, they really should be. Yeah, and, you know, I'm a Red Sox fan, and I'm 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 glad Core is gone. You know, and I think the Red Sox should get you know whatever punishment they deserve. You know, they're financially and you know, if there's bans and whatever, you know, they deserve it. And I, I'm very, I'm ashamed to say I'm a Red Sox fan right now. Yeah, are you from up in that area? I kind of hear it in your in your voice. I'm from Connecticut. Oh yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, n- native Connecticut. Why do I have an English accent? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I thought I heard a couple words there. <laughs> um, yeah, he probably in- did. That's you interesting. Know, well, it's just like we think the New Yorkers talk funny, you know. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and Rob, thanks but, for your call, and that's coming from a Red Sox fan that wants to see his Red Sox punished. And I and I work with a guy, and and on Tuesday morning he came running in where I am, and he was like, "Listen." uh, I need to talk to you. You know I'm a Red Sox fan, but I want him gone. And then Tuesday afternoon or evening, he was gone. And it's just, yeah, I know. The integrity of the game, it's always called into question. But the problem now is is the, is the how is the MLB going to be able to integrate or or harmonize or make it harmonious, a relationship with technology? Because this all kind of basically started with the live feed of the challenge um, TV that's in the bullpen, uh, that's in the in the dugout, 
And that's kind of where this started because now you have a direct live feed to the game. I mean, even when you're sitting in the press box, the TV's in there, and even if you were to listen to the radio broadcast, there's a delay on both of them. I'm talking my experience at MetLife Stadium, and I'm talking my experience at City Field. And so, you know, they, they even have, like, an announcer in the press box that says, like, there are people spotting, like, okay, your, your job is to tell me the, who the tackler is every single time. Your char- job is to tell me how many yards that they got, et cetera. So they say, okay, tackle, they yell out, number 52. And they say, how many yards? Okay, number 52, whatever, whoever he is, let's make up a name, has tackled the player, you know, for a loss of six yards. And then that's the real-time statistics that you're getting and the information that you're getting. And then the radio broadcast will have it, and then the TV broadcast will have it. So the pretty much the only live feed in the entire stadium, there are two of them, in each of the dugouts. That's where this is all emanating from. That's the issue. And do you take replay out at this point? I, I think people would, would be okay with that. Most people, I think, would be okay with that. Unless, of course, it affects your team. But if you were to keep the replay in, what has to happen next? And I would like to see, or, you know, you combat it with more technology. You know, I think this is the only way you can fix this, is is if you put, like, an offensive coordinator has with a quarterback or, you know, whoever the play caller is, has with the quarterback a, a little piece in his ear and saying, okay, this is the player running. We, I am in charge, and this is what we're running. So it comes from maybe an office in the stadium, like, okay, next pitch, slider, location three. Right? One, two, three, four, quadrant three. And maybe that's how this has to go. And a baseball purist would say, well, then that's, that's, that's not baseball. You're taking the human element out of baseball. But I think now, you know, everybody's on to, to what was going on here that we know of. And there's a good possibility that right now teams are scheming different ways to utilize that technology. I mean, what's concerning to me is those those buzzing pieces. And you saw one of them fall off. I forget who it was. His finger in one of those at-bats. You saw it. He bent down and picked it. hit the catcher in the helmet, and he bent down and picked it up. It was an Astro player. I, can't, I cannot think of who it was off the top of my head. But those things, that concerns me. Because you don't even, there's no banging on garbage cans. There's no whistling. I mean, that's the evolution of, of how the Astros did it. And it culminated in a minute thing, for lack of a better word, thing, taped to the skin. I mean, who is going to be checking the skin of players before they, they put their uniform on? And and CC Sabathia tweeted a funny image um, before of, or was it before or earlier today or yesterday, of Jose Altuve in his uniform having to go walk through a metal detector in order to get onto the field. Is that what this is going to come to? Like body scans? Because I know metal detectors, you can't detect it. I I know that. But is that what this is going to come to? Body scans of players before they step foot onto the field? I don't know. More calls after the break. I'm Daniel McCartan on WFAN Radio, New York City. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. 
Sports Radio 66. WFAN. Good morning again, everybody. It is, we are at the top of the hour, 3 a.m. We are in hour two of this very, very long marathon, McCartney After Midnight, and I love it. We uh, will be with you till 6 a.m., Pat and I and, and Marco, the three of us. And um, we've spent the first two hours of the show talking about every level of this Astros cheating scandal. Oh, and I and I do have more. But let's give that a break for now, for a little bit. Um, but I, I just blew my mind before when, when, I, when we looked up the, uh, or I, I looked up the, the Astros schedule. Their first away series is at the Oakland A's. And you know who plays for the Oakland A's? Michael Fires. One of the guys who broke the story. Can you imagine? Imagine that. But it is. Let's not get lost in this, everybody. It is football conference championship weekend. Today. It's today. It's in a couple hours. And we're going to find out at 3.05 p.m., which is exactly, almost exactly 12 hours from now, which, well, the game takes a little longer, but, you know, I'm just uh, today, later today. <laughs> we're going to find out who are going, is going to be the AFC's representative in the Super Bowl and who is going to be the NFC's representative in the Super Bowl. And we have a matchup of the first game is, is the 305 game. The number six Tennessee Titans taking on the number two Kansas City Chiefs after having knocked off Tom Brady and the Patriots and Lamar Jackson and the number one seeded Baltimore Ravens. And since the Patriots aren't playing this weekend, for the first time in seemingly, you know, forever, there was a goat spotted at the UFC 246 match tonight, and that goat was named Tom Brady. TB12 himself was there at the T-Mobile Arena on the Las Vegas Strip, and there's a great picture that was captured of of Mark Davis gazing into the eyes of Tom Brady as Tom Brady seemingly maybe looking for his seat or something. And Tom Brady's just looking back at you got Mark Davis with this big smile on his face, wearing his turtleneck, gray suit, white turtleneck with a gray suit jacket. And he's got that that haircut, which is amazing. And he's talking to free agent quarterback Tom Brady. And Tom's looking at him like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, whatever you say. Can you imagine? Just try to caption that conversation. Like, hey, Tom, did you hear my Raiders are moving here? Would you like to play for this city? We could pay you a ton of money. And Tom Brady's like, hmm, maybe. It's so funny. You got to see it. Maybe I'll screenshot that and I'll tweet that for you guys. At Coach M-C-C-A-R-T-A-N. Um, so let's talk a little football. Let's go there. AFC Championship game, 3.05 p.m., Point spread is that the Titans are seven and a half point underdogs. Forecast is 19 degrees. And I went to Kansas City once. And maybe I was just, I don't know, naive to think that Kansas City isn't that cold. Let me tell you something. I went there with just a stupid little windbreaker jacket. 
I froze. I froze. I was doing a um, a stadium tour, and I forget what number that was. I could probably look it up and, and tell you in a second. But um, I was doing a stadium tour of Kauffman Stadium, and it was here. It is December twenty eighth, two thousand eighteen. I'm wearing this stupid little windbreaker jacket, and it's it was like literally negative degrees. The wind was whipping. I guess because it's I don't know so flat there. I don't know. I could I could not believe how cold it was. But nice stadium. Nice city. I can't believe that's one of the major cities in our country. Really, I can't believe that. I mean, I think like Hoboken's bigger, it seems. But Kansas City was a nice time. I had some nice Kansas City barbecue, by the way. When in Kansas City, you have to do that, right? So anyway, so it's supposed to be 19 degrees with sustained winds at 10 to 15 miles an hour. That's cold. But sunny. And the Chiefs... You know, we're one game away, well, technically two games away from the Super Bowl. The Chiefs' last appearance in the Super Bowl was the 1969 season, which was the 1970 playoffs. Win over the Vikings. That was Super Bowl four. Titans' last appearance in the Super Bowl was 1999, which was the 2000 playoffs. They lost to the Rams. And, you know, we're going to have teams that haven't been there in a while, which is kind of cool, right? Unless you're a fan of one of those teams that has. <laughs> Uh, but the last time, I thought this was interesting, the last time that the Chiefs lost a game this season, week 10 versus guess who? The Titans. And how that ended in Nashville that time? Ryan Tannehill threw a 23-yard touchdown to Adam Humphreys with 23 seconds left. And the Titans blocked a last-second field goal attempt to win 35-32. Pandemonium in Nashville. Right? Mahomes knows he called them out, and it's a hot team in Tennessee. So, how are the Tennessee Titans going to knock off the number two Chiefs? Derrick Henry. I mean, Derrick Henry. Mike Vrabel's got to use him to shorten the game, utilize the entire play clock. I mean, and then the Titans need to figure out how to get pressure on Patrick Mahomes with you got to pressure him, you got to keep him in the pocket. And then you got to get coverage on his two favorite targets, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. And Kelsey, though, this might be good news for the Titans. Kelsey was limited in practice all week long after having that absolutely dominating performance last week. He had 10 catches on 12 attempts, 134 yards, and three touchdowns. And by the way, this is going to be my matchup to watch if, in fact, Kelsey will play. And I know there was a question mark going into the game last week. Was Kelsey going to play? And Tony Richardson assured us that, of course, he was going to. But so that doesn't make me think that Travis Kelsey will not be playing again this week. Today, the Titans don't defend the tight end well. They're actually in the bottom third of the league in receiving yards allowed to a tight end and receptions allowed to a tight end. So that... That's my matchup to watch. It's going to be how does Travis Kelsey do against that Titans defense that doesn't do much against the tight end. And, I mean, this is one of those games where if if you're betting on this game, you don't want to touch it. You don't want to touch this game because the Tennessee Titans are a little sneaky. They're, like, sneaky good. Derrick Henry is a monster. 
And if, see, Kansas City, what they need to do is win that coin toss, put points up on the board, and punch the Titans in the mouth. You have to get the Titans to play from behind. Therefore, they can't execute their game plan of using Derrick Henry to manage the clock and keep it running. Because he's on a historic run, and that's no pun intended there. 588 yards over the past three games. I mean, crazy. That's just crazy. And he, he he's just a beast. I mean, he's just a beast. Tackling him in the open field is a major challenge for any defense. He leads the league in yards after contact. He's number one. And the Kansas City defense, 17th in the league in missed tackles. <laughs> oh, and the Kansas City run defense ranked an average of, of 27th in the league. That's a yikes. Every time Derrick Henry has gone over 100 yards on the ground this season, the Titans win. Have that in your back pocket for your the bets that you put on your FanDuel apps or whatever you play, DraftKings. Every time Derrick Henry has gone over 100 yards on the ground, his Titans win. And don't forget that jump pass touchdown to the Ravens, which was very creative. When you look at the matchups, you know, who wins the quarterback battle, Tannehill or Mahomes? Obviously Mahomes. When you look at the coaching battle, who wins? It's Mike Vrabel. I mean, Mike Vrabel has concocted two creative plays that ended in touchdowns for the Titans in two back-to-back simultaneous weeks. And I mean, he play he I don't, he just plays to the strength of his Titans. I mean, Ryan Tannehill has only thrown twenty nine passes in the playoffs, hasn't hit the hundred yard mark in either win, but he's smart about it. And we had a caller before, one of the first callers, Ryan Tannehill finished the season with the best passer rating in the entire league and a seventy point three percent completion percentage, and. And I, I did a little digging in the Titans injury report. There's a lot of guys listed as questionable. One of them being Jack Conklin, the offensive tackle. He was the most prominent name on that report for me. But there were, were a lot of names. Why is he so prominent? Because it, everything starts and ends with the offensive line, as we have seen around these parts. And having him out, I mean, he's a superior talent. That would be devastating. And can the Titans contain Patrick Mahomes, make him uncomfortable a little bit, at least? Well, if he can't rush him, he's going to make the plays, the short, the long, the medium. But did they contain Lamar Jackson? Uh, Yeah. His completion percentage was 12% lower than the regular season average. And his rating was half of his regular season average. Can they do the same to Mahomes? I'm not convinced. I mean, the Chiefs are not built like the Ravens are. Their offense doesn't run through Patrick Mahomes. He's a mobile quarterback like Jackson is, but he's not a run-first quarterback like Jackson is. How many times did we see Lamar Jackson last week not pick his head up when he was scrambling? I mean, if if Mahomes has a bad game, there are others to pick him up and be playmakers. I felt like the Ravens didn't have that. Then you got Tyreek Hill. Saying on Wednesday, there's a quote, I feel like nobody in the NFL can guard any of us, and that's no disrespect to nobody. It's just the confidence I have in myself and the wideouts I've got around me. 
I feel like no DB unit, no secondary unit, no linebackers, or any defense can guard any of us. So man-to-man is just as easy for us to beat. If you allow us to run through zones, it's even easier. He's got a point. Chiefs defense is top five in virtually every major category this 2019 season. But the Titans defense has kicked it into another gear in the playoffs. So we will see how that's going to play out. I'll have my pick for you coming up right after the break. 877-337-6666. Get aboard. McCartan after midnight on the fan. Yankees baseball takes center stage all week long on The Fan. Listen hourly tomorrow from 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. Then from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. the rest of the week to see the Bombers take on the Orioles and Tigers this April as we celebrate another season of Yankees talk, tickets, and games exclusively on Sports Radio 1019 FM and Sports Radio 66, WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. Good morning, everybody. The sun is not yet up here in New York City. It's still quite dark here at 3.23 in the morning on this NFL Conference Championship weekend. And you and I, we were just talking about the first game of the day later today, the Titans and Chiefs. And I was just about to give you my pick. Just about. But I wanted to talk about one more thing before I do so. And obviously, we're going to take some more calls. 877-337-6666. The Chiefs offense, as you well know, top five in virtually every major category in this regular season. But as I was just saying, the Titans defense has kicked it into another gear in the playoffs. In the regular season, they allowed 20.7 points a game. Versus the mighty Patriots and the high-scoring high Ravens in back-to-back playoff games. They gave up only 12.5 points per game. But then again, the Chiefs scored like 13 points in like 45 seconds last week in the divisional series. The Chiefs might be a different animal. But the Titans, here's the key, stopped the Ravens from converting fourth down four times. A team that has never missed a fourth down conversion all season. So Titans defense is playing pretty good. But will it be good enough? Here's the pick. I think Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill, takes on a larger role because I think they're going to work to eliminate Derrick Henry as much as possible. I think it backfires for the Titans. I think playing from behind is not conducive to their game plan. And in Kansas City, which has one of the best home field advantages in this league, it's going to be tough. One of my former students, and his name will remain... Not said, but he told me that um, his father took him and his brother to Kansas City to watch a playoff game. They flew down to Kansas City and then and back in time for school on Monday. And he said that he has never seen a home field advantage like that of Arrowhead Stadium in his life. He said it was so loud. The fans were so into the game, unlike anything he's ever seen. Certainly not like MetLife Stadium. He said it was the the best, best home field advantage he's ever seen and experienced. And the kid goes to a lot of games. So here's my prediction. Chiefs 34, Titans 20. Chiefs will go on to the Super Bowl in Miami as the AFC's representative. Franco in Manhattan, you're on the fan. Hi, how are you? What's up? 
so I think I called you like two weeks ago. I told you about Tannehill. The reason that he's doing this good is because he got away from Adam Gaze. Oh, yes, yes, I remember. I didn't believe, I didn't believe my words until now. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> if he wins tomorrow and... Uh, goes to the Super Andy Bowl. Reed, Andy Reid has to go home with that long face getting off the plane, I mean. <laughs> I mean, I don't, you know. It's just unbelievable. It's a Cinderella story. Right. And to, and to maybe right. get a chance to win the Super Bowl in his old stadium, which they tried to force him out of. What a story that would be. Oh, my God. And uh, San Francisco, they just look they just, uh, they just look a little bit too electric. Like, yeah. I talked to some people. They don't even know that Garoppolo was Brady's backup for years. Who do people you know don't that? even know this. What? Who? They don't even know who this guy is. They're like, whoa, who is this guy? Yeah, he was learning from Tom Brady for years. Oh my this God. is why it's unbelievable. So let's, let's see what happens tomorrow. They're not 49ers fans, are they? No, nah, they're from oh. New York, but they're just blind <laughs> because they don't see Garoppolo because he's always sitting down reading a tablet. You know what I mean? And now he's playing in the <laughs> NFC Championship game. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> yeah. And then about the baseball, you know, I've been playing baseball, high school. I played a little college. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, that's sign-stealing stuff. It's been around even when I was a kid and playing baseball. I mean, you know, it's not a, such a big thing unless you're freaking under the catcher's mitt looking at his hands. But, but isn't that, are these, in essence, come isn't, on, these isn't guys that what just won doing? World Series. Hinge, Cora have won World Series, and, you know, not for nothing, but the GM from the Astros, their payroll was like $16 million, like, uh, like five years ago. And he bring them back to reality. With and, a little help just, from, a, from a camera and all that. I mean, I know, you I can't know, separate to that out. To give him his pink slip, don't you think just a year suspension would have been enough? No, I think that the MLB needs to... Have the teams be their own police because the MLB won't do it. So the teams are policing themselves. What about when baseball was running wild when we were younger? What about when everything was going on? Everybody was like, "Oh well." Yeah, oh, well, well. The dawn I, of a I new guess day. Those times have changed, right? <laughs> yeah, seriously. And and <laughs> I mean, just one more thing that you had said about having you know having a underneath the catcher's glove. I mean, isn't that exactly what's happening? They're having a live feed. They're looking in real time. I mean, you're not standing in the but, batter's but, but, box and looking out of the corner of your eye. A batter has one second to realize what's coming. It doesn't matter if he knows what's coming. He still could strike out. No, that doesn't I, mean that he's going to hit the ball. I disagree. I mean, it, okay, it doesn't guarantee you're going to hit the ball. But, you know, if you're looking, if you hear one bang and you know that's a fastball, you're not going to be yeah, sitting on a changeup. Yeah, you, you yeah, you're right. You're right about that part. But the, just these coaches, just to get, yo, Beltran didn't even have a chance to fill out a lineup card. I mean, it just... Whatever, man. I understand. But I think it was just harsh. A year suspension? Okay, that's enough. But then how do you, you prevent know? it from happening again? Like, with, he, that, he, with that year suspension, like they did to A-Rod for his little nonsense, That's what, that hurts. It hurts to be out of the game for a year without nothing. And then have that repetition, you know. But just to sign you off now, where are they going to get a manager jobs? Like, who's going to even, even look at them now, like, really? Well, that's you know what, what, what you saying? hope. Though. That's what you hope would happen, but you don't I know, know that. I know, I know. Well, let's see what happens tomorrow. Have fun. Thanks for the time. <laughs> thanks for keeping me cool, <laughs> Franco. Thanks.
um, you don't know. You know, unfortunately, Carlos Beltran, that's a good point, didn't fill out a a lineup card. Unfortunately, that's what happens when you cheat. (laughs) That's what happens when you cheat and try and get away with it and weren't forthcoming to begin with. I mean, I think Carlos Beltran was just kind of waiting for the report to come out to see if his name was in it. And in fact, it was. And shame on, again, Brody Van Wagenen. Shame on Brody Van Wagenen for either, see, here's the thing. Did he ask him the question, how involved were you in the interview process in November? Did he ask him, how involved were you? Because remember, the timeline was that he was hired on November 1st. And then this came out, the article came out on the 12th of November, excuse me, November. And at that point, you even if you didn't ask him in the interview, you didn't you didn't circle back and ask like, hey, like listen, like is this going to be embarrassing for me and, and for my team? Is what's going to come out going to be embarrassing? Why didn't that conversation occur? If someone had asked um, Jim Crane, the owner of of the Astros, in his in his press conference, asked him. Uh, hey, uh, is, does this taint the World Series championship you guys won? Jim Crane says, the owner of the Astros says, who just, by the way, removed his manager and general manager on his own volition. He says, well, I think absolutely not. I think we've had a good team for a number of years before 17, and we were turning the corner. 18, 19, we have a very good team on the field this year. You know, I think we'll have a great season. I mean, look... I got we got a lot of players still, and I don't think it taints it. Well, how about when he finds out that his players are wearing wearable technology to aid them in hitting a ball? And why wasn't he in that press conference? See, this is the difference between, I guess, New York and Houston here. Why wasn't he asked to explain his players' home and away splits in that 2017 postseason? That's what I would have asked. Because you look at Jose Altuve, for example. This is probably the most drastic. His home batting average in the 2009, uh, 2017 postseason, 472. Away, 143. Correa home, 371. Away, 211. That's not so bad. Then you got Brian McCann. It's 300 big ones in at home. On the road, batting average in the 2017 postseason, 037. 037. I think I could hit the ball more frequently than he could. I'm being serious. Richie Manalpin, you're on the fan. Hey, how are you, Dan? Nice to talk to you again. You too. What's up? Not much. Just uh just talking to you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in the MOB, loving it, you know, that uh you know, this whole scandal thing is going on and stuff like that. But I'll tell you what, if the MLB and Commission Manfred don't really come down on this guy right now and, and, and you know, the players and stuff, I'd really like to see the actual players come out next year and police this themselves. Yep. And but what, by what I'm saying is that, you know what, you know, Altuve comes out today and says, you know, you know, we're, I guarantee we're going to be in that 2020. Yeah. We'll see that. I think they're going to play 162 bouts instead of 162 games next year. And I got news for you. The players, if if Manfred doesn't come down on them, are going to police this themselves. I'd love to see that. Yeah. I, I, and Ellen, I don't know if you were listening, but, Richie, the first away series that they play is against Mike Fires' 
um, Oakland A's? It's gonna be it's gonna be a fire season this year. I know a lot of people are already fired up about it. You know, I real I'm a yeah I'm a diehard Yankees fan. I really root for the Mets. I you know and, and you know I root for the Mets and it's just. You know, I feel bad about the whole thing, but you know what? The whole Brody Van Wagenen thing, man, you know, it's it's rough for them, you know? And uh, it's rough for a lot of people, but you know what? It's it's kind of, you know, they made a good point the other day. It's it's like, you know, you have, a, you have a bunch of warehouse workers, they're stealing from you, and, you know, you have managers that get fired, but they, they keep the warehouse workers there who are stealing from you. Yeah, you know, right. it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean... I would like to see another investigation done. I'd like I said with this new evidence saying, you know, okay, now we're going to start to investigate the players, and we're going to, you know, the Altuve. I mean, to come out today and not even be remorseful about it all. I mean, yeah, I don't know if you've seen. Uh, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I don't know if you saw Chaz Palmieri put out a great uh, tweet today. You know, talking about you know how liars lie and stuff like that, and everything that Chaz said was pretty solid, man. You know, he 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 definitely paused to try to like you know try to switch up and and think of a good answer to give. You know, so yeah. I mean, we'll see we'll we'll see what happens, but I mean, I I really I if the if the commissioner doesn't police this and MLB itself doesn't police this, then I'll tell you what I think the players are really going to do it themselves, and I would love to see that, and I think it would make for an awesome awesome uh you know season this year yeah and and richie thanks for the call and and you're gonna see it i mean you're gonna see it especially if mlb doesn't punish these guys but what are you gonna do you're gonna you're gonna suspend the entire team can you do that you can't do that you can't do it so you get 75 interviews and you mean to tell me that you don't have um you know a couple of the ringleaders of it all and don't forget, it's Mike Fires and four other Astros came out to 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 in essence rat them out. You know, four other Astros. Who were those players? I would like to know. And if you were one of them, wouldn't you want to come out and say, "Lou, yeah, it was me. I, I was uh, don't don't bean me. I was one of the four. Instead of standing there all smug and Bregman p- pulling the Marshawn Lynch line." Basically saying, I'm, 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 what is he, what's the line? How does it go? I'm just here so I don't get fined, basically is what he was saying. Come on, Bregman, really? Never met a camera you didn't like in your life or a microphone you didn't like in your life. Alex Bregman. More of your calls after the break. 877-337-6666. WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. Good morning, everybody. It is 3.42 in the morning here on this NFL Championship Sunday, and yet we find ourselves embroiled in Houston Astros and Boston Red Sox talk. And, I, you know, we're breaking this down in every which way. We're taking the New York perspective on Carlos Beltran. We're taking the national perspective on, not the Nationals, but the national U.S. perspective on, on the Houston Astros. And, you know... While we all have our own opinions and, and own reactions, I, I started combing through social media this week. And we'll start with, you know, a local guy named Aaron Judge. He once had on Instagram a picture of him and Jose Altuve with the caption, MVP, nobody more deserving than you. Congrats on an unforgettable 2017. Yeah, he deleted that. Then you got you Darvish, 
who played for the losing team, the Dodgers, to the to the Astros in the 2007 World Series. He said, if the Dodgers are planning a 2017 World Series parade, I would love to join. So if that's in the works, can someone make a you garbage jersey for me? And then David Freeze says he didn't really expect the punishments to be this harsh. Good for MLB for stepping up. Phil Hughes, who used to pitch here for the New York Yankees, he said, I'd like my career numbers against Altuve, Springer, and Correa erased from the record books. Seriously, though, it's bad. Can they do that? And Jared Weaver, final final one, says Jared Weaver is, uh, I'm all for stealing signs. I used to love watching coaches trying to pick up patterns from opposing coaches, which I, I do. Zooming in on catcher's fingers with a camera, why don't you just get a guy on second and do it the old-fashioned way? I mean, yes, as a coach, as a player, you're looking for tendencies. You are. But you also have ethics, and you're not using a camera to do it. And that it, that's what it is. Santiago and Carney, you're on the fan. Yes, I thank you for taking my call. I, I, I don't understand all this hype about the... I, I'm a Yankees fan. But the Yankees fan are acting like little puppy, like, oh, this are still, still nothing. The Yankees ain't hit. And if they don't hit this year, it doesn't matter if they got Gary Cole or whoever. And the, the, how come the Nationals beat the, the Houston Nationals? Well, all you have to do is, if you knew, if you knew they were sitting inside, why did you change your your uh, your signs? They did. Like, yeah, the Yankees you know? did. So I don't understand why 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 do people behave that way? Like, oh, once they get something, they don't they don't they don't they don't let it go. I they they want everything changed. They want the record race for what? That already happened. They already won the championship. It's a done deal. Move forward. Look for, I, I, I mean, I I already have my ticket for opening day. Come on. Yeah, like, I mean I, I mean I agree with you with the with the fact that you can't change the past, but Exactly. You can't. You can't strip him of the title. That's you can't do that. I mean, come on, that's that's ridiculous. Um you you can't it's I maybe feel Phil Hughes was just being joking when he said he liked his numbers against those three guys expunged from the record books. You, uh, you, you can't you can't work backwards. You have to go forward and you have to work to prevent this from moving forward. Yeah, we don't we honestly the way I see people and I listen to the final all day because of my job allowing me to do it. But the way I see people talking, I don't know. I, I'm confused. Are, are, are these people from here, American from New York, or they from another planet? Because they look so soft. It's unbelievable. Like, oh, they should do this, they should do that. They shouldn't do nothing. The youngest should go up there this year and beat the hell out of Houston, win the championship, and that's it. And don't don't be asking for mercy or something. I don't understand it. Yeah, they, they don't look like New Yorkers. All these Yankees fans don't look like New Yorkers. I don't care what they say. They can say after I hang out, somebody can call and say whatever they want to say. But the way they talk, it's unbelievable. Yeah, oh, I'll do this. Oh, come on, man. If they go in, let me see Sanchez. Don't strike out like. Thirty times in the in the playoffs. Yeah, hit with the runners with the bases loaded. Yeah, I get it. Now I get it. But it's just you know you think of um, my mind went to went to Joe Girardi. He was fired days after they lost. I mean, could he have made the World Series and saved his job and and saved the heartache of being fired by the Yankees? You know, like it's it's just it's the peripheral things that 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 are concerning. It's, Nobody's saying anything about the about the national manager. He's Puerto Rican too. And I'm nothing, nothing that you know. I'm Hispanic, but they, he knew all the tricks 
Because this is like in the R, they do the same thing. They they be stealing signs constantly. I play baseball. But listen, this guy was prepared. You mean a fastball? No, it's not a real fastball. It's a, we're going to throw you a changer. That's why they didn't hit. You see, they hit at home. Why? Because they were playing with their mind. And I don't understand why is it people so soft. Like, if you know they're still inside, they do something else. Bottom line. Yeah, and, and, and Santiago, that, that was a, a major, major thing to come out of that Yankee series, that the Yankees were changing up their signs mid-inning. Every, every, however many pitches, they were changing their signs. I mean, that's all you can do at that point in time. But, again, why should they have to combat the Astros and all of the, 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 the cameras watching the fingers? I mean, why should they have to do that? Louie and Bethpage, you're on the fan. How are you, though? I love your show. You're really good. I love listening to you. You're very knowledgeable. But I think it's getting a little out of hand. Tonight, you got people calling for retaliation. You're putting targets on these ball players. Remember Billy Canigliaro got hit in the face with a ball? Right in the eye. He's gone. Now we're calling for retaliation. It's gone too far. And you say to Shay, we're not talking football? Get off this already. It makes boring radio. And I'm really upset. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry you're you know, upset, but... Well, I mean, you're very smart, but you know, I'm surprised at you. Condoning retaliation, putting targets on these players. Listen, if, nice. if, if my... Hey, Louis, if, if my um, livelihood depended on the fact that I was playing against people that were cheating against me and nothing was being done against those players, yeah, I think I would throw at them. I know, but you know what it is, you know what it is Don? You know, they're playing against themselves. They're not hurting you. They're not hurting me. I couldn't give us a rat, you know what, if they're doing this. This has been going on for years and years. Well, that's all it's doing. It's making you have a topic to talk about. But, you know, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sensitive. I, I remember Arrow. He was my grandmother's cousin. He was hurt. He was hitting the eye of the ball. Ended his career. Now we're putting targets on Altuve, on this guy, Bregman. That, come on. Enough already. So you're saying you don't deserve, they don't deserve that? He hung up on us. Patty hung up on us. I think that's ridiculous. I mean, if if they're not going to get suspended, the players have to ensure that it's not going to happen any other way. He acts like they're not going to throw at them regardless. I, I mean, you got to get in that box prepared for it if you're Jose Altuve and did not even have any remorse. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Plenty of times. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it's going to happen. They're going to get thrown at. That's what it is. Okay, I mean, he sounded like an old, an older guy. I mean, did that not happen? Didn't didn't Keith Hernandez come out and say that that's exactly what he would do, and people applauded him for it? So if the MLB isn't going to police the players, and the own team is not going to police the players, how do you prevent it from continuing to happen? People have been stealing signs forever. Yes, yeah, sure, but they're also not using technology to do it and live feeds and and and. and Body buzzers, and, and they're not so damn smug about it. That bothers me. The smugness, even today, from the two of them. Even today. The commissioner released his report, says Bregman. Really? Verlander, who says every, has a comment about every single thing, and so does his girlfriend? Where are they? Oh, are they off the grid? Oh, maybe that's why. Otherwise, I expect to see something out of Justin Verlander's mouth. I mean, this is, this is ridiculous. 
Yeah. Uh, you're you're disappointed in me. Well, I'm sorry to disappoint you because if I'm playing against these people, I, I want I, I want some sort of um, feeling in my own self. If I'm a player on on the opposing team, I want to have some feeling of like you know what, you know I got I I did what I could. You know, and if that means throwing at Jose Altuve, so be it. I'm sorry. And I'm not condoning this at, at, a, at a recreational level. I'm talking the MLB. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking at the MLB level. If this can't get done from, from the, the commissioner's office, and it can't get done from the individual team's offices, well, then who's going to do it? Who does that put in a really bad spot? Chris in Manhattan, you're on the fan. Hey, Danielle, how you doing? First of all, that last call was out of line. You're 100% right. I'm for, I would be, if I was throwing, if I was on a mound, I'm throwing at Altuve and Bregman just for their arrogance. Today. Just for the, just for their arrogance. Yeah. And I never liked, I never liked either one of them. I, I always thought they were cocky, arrogant, and I'll tell you what, and I, I've always said about Justin Verlander, he's got a lot to say about the liveliness of the ball last year. Mm-hmm. He was, you know, he complained about that all the time. And I'll tell you what, you're right on target. You're like me, you're competitive. Hey, listen, you're cheating. And I like to know who actually installed the camera out in the outfield. <laughs> like, who did they get to do that? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I called them in the, in the open, I called them their lackeys. I wonder if those guys still have jobs. <laughs> well, the thing is, well, the thing is, like, you know, I know me, me personally, the way I was raised, I would have said, I'm not doing that if I was working for the, for the stadium. What are they going to do? We're going to fire you. are going to fire me. I'm going to the press to tell, you, tell them what you wanted me to do. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, right. Okay, you're doing a good job, kiddo. Okay, have a good, good night. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Uh, and, yeah, who's installing the cameras? Is it A.J. Hinch going out there? Maybe Carlos Beltran was the guy who installed the cameras. <laughs> I'm just kidding with that. Um, and, and, you know, I, I know. I You think I don't know that it's NFL Championship Week Day? It's the day of? To figure out which teams are going to the Super Bowl? You don't think I know that? 99% of the phone calls that I've gotten tonight are about the Astros and baseball. It is what it is. I'm going where you guys want to go. And if that's where you want to go, I'm good with that. I gave you my picks for the Chiefs-Titans game. I picked the Chiefs 34, Titans 20. And I'm ready for the Packers 49ers too. We could do that too. But we have two more hours together. We'll get it in. We'll do it. So you disappointed in me. Well, that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. This is major news that came out this week, and this is my first crack at it. And I'm sorry. Really not, though. I'm really not. Because I have thought about this in every single capacity as a player as as Mike Fires his 11th season in the league he's going to be in after this season is he going to get a contract or is he going to be blackballed from the league is he going to be cheered is he going to be booed i have further questions well, what about the bystanding players what's their punishment Because in school, if you see someone getting bullied and you're just a bystander, you also get in trouble. And what about the umpires? I want to talk about the umpires. Because they clearly heard what was going on. 
And I'm talking in particular in that Yankee game and that A's game. When, when, especially when, when Farquhar and the White Sox, all three times, there was a game stoppage for live cheating accusations. The umpire surely heard it if the opposing team's dugout and pitcher did and catcher did and whoever else. I'd like to talk about the umpires as well. And what's worse, steroids or this Astros thing? What's worse? I'll tell you right now, the Astros thing is worse than any steroid controversy. My opinion, maybe we'll talk umpires after the break. (laughs) Sorry to to burst your bubble, but I got Packers 49er stuff for you too. But let's let's talk about the umpires after the break. Give me a call, (laughs) 877-337-6666. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. Sports Radio 66 WFAN. Hey, hello again, everybody. I'm Danielle McCartan here with you till 6 a.m. on WFAN Radio here in Lower Manhattan, New York City. Braved the snow to get here. I walked with no shoes on uphill. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but it was a little snowy, and I did leave early um, just in case. And the roads were fine. So if you are a DPW worker right now, here's your shout out. You're still plowing the roads. Here's your shout out. And a lot of tonight has been about this Astros controversy. And we have a full bank of calls. Um, if you wanted to get aboard, you know, don't get discouraged. We'll get to I'll get to every single one of you guys. 877-337-6666. And yes, of course, it is NFL Championship, Conference Championship Weekend. We've already talked about the Titans and the Chiefs game. Of course, I got Packers and 49ers for you as well. But right now... We have a full bank of calls that want to talk about baseball, and that's okay. So we can do that. And and I just wanted to make one point about the umpires. And and as I said before the break, I, I want to talk about the umpires really quickly because um, here's 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 something that I think you would see a lot of um, this upcoming season. You know, on Wednesday morning, uh, Geo. Gio from the morning show, he, he dismissed a caller asking about the umpires. Somebody called up and asked about the umpires, and Gio said, you know, basically, um, well, I think this was a direct quote, why would the umps care? They aren't the integrity police. And kind of dismissed them, and wait a second. The umpires, of course, are the integrity police. So I was like, let me, let me, let me dig a little bit. According to the MLB rulebook for umpires, the umpire is omnipotent. It says, this is a quote, each umpire has the authority to rule on any point not specifically covered in these rules, end quote. So basically there's a rule book, and then there's that little rule there that says the umpire can rule on anything. And what the umpire also has the authority to do is, quote, disqualify any player, coach, manager, or substitute for objecting to decisions for or for unsportsmanlike conduct or language, and to eject such disqualified person from the playing field. Well, I, I, you know, I, I have a hard time believing the umpires when they say they didn't hear anything going on, when they didn't see anything going on. Because on October 16th, they're in the first game of this year's ALCS at Minute Maid Park, as the Yankees started jawing at the Houston dugout for about sign stealing. 
Astros hitting coach Alex Cintron raised his middle finger and directed the gesture towards the Yankees bench, which infuriated third base coach Phil Nevin, who yelled at Astros third baseman Alex Bregman. Cocky Bregman says, tell your mm, hitting coach I'm going to kick his mm. And managers A.J. Hinch and Aaron Boone exchanged words, and the Yankees ultimately asked Major League Baseball to investigate the Astros for using whistling to convey pitches to their hitters. And the MLB said they had found no evidence of that. So I think moving on from here, I think you might see some games that are suspended mid-game. And that would also be terrible for baseball. Because here's what I would do. If I thought someone was cheating against me, I'd have people looking for it. I'd have people compile irrefutable proof in real time. And once I've presented that to the umpire, I'd ask that the game be suspended so it could be investigated. If the bangs were loud enough to be heard from the imposing dugout, the umpire definitely heard them too. And just so you know, I looked that up as well. We'll get to the calls in a second. Rule 9.05A says the umpire shall report to the league president within 12 hours after the end of a game of all violations of rules and other incidents worthy of comment, including disqualification, blah, blah. Rule 9.05C says after receiving the umpire's report that a trainer, manager, coach, or player has been disqualified, the league president shall impose such penalty as he deems justified, blah, blah. So according to the rules, the ump is allowed to make those types of calls. And that's how I would handle it. Let's head out to Hasbro Heights. John, you're on the fan. Hey, Coach Danielle, how you doing? What's up, John? You're a great show as always. Thank you Thank so you. much. Hey, uh, first, just to the um, disappointed fan, just for fact-checking, it's Tony Canigliero that was hit in the eye by the ball. His brother is Billy. Uh, just want to get that out there oh, and make so, sure we're talking about the right people. So he wasn't. So he's Tony Canigliaro yeah. is the one that got hit. Yeah, just just for that, just for our upset fan to make sure he's got his facts. <laughs> now, sorry. Um, secondly, about the Astros, fine. First of all, great point about the umpires and, and all that. And you're the first one that's talked about it at this level. So Thank great you. job by you on that. And Thanks. you're right. And that this goes to policing the game too. And they check for substances on the baseball or they suspect yep. it. Mm-hmm. Joe Negro with the Emory board back when years ago, and they caught him doctoring the ball and they threw the Emory board trying to fool the umpire. You know, we know all those stories, but that all falls under that purview. Um, for the Astros, I think the penalty still could have been more. And, and I know uh, $5 million is the max that can find a team in there. I would get that uh, suspension firing all that, but you know, they could hit them another way. And I hope they do it to the Red Sox too is, Lower, they can lower their ta- luxury tax threshold. So when they go to sign players or sign their own players, uh, that would limit them a little bit on what they can do because teams don't want to go over the threshold and pay the tax. Right. Because that becomes, you know, expensive at a certain point, as we know. Right. And to me, that would be a great way to hit them in two ways. More money. If they want to sign the play, fine. Then you've got to pay the tax from a lower level and, and go over it. And number two, you can't maybe you can't retain some of your own players, not just free agents. Yeah, I like that. And I, it, that's definitely possible. You looked into that because I not- well, I have. The only thing I haven't figured out is is would would it, there be a tentacle over to the players' union with the CBA that right. you know you're taking money off out of the pockets of innocent players who then can't be signed. You know, it's free. It, does that do something? You always think of those legal repercussions, right, but right. frankly, I think that's a way to hit him because five million. You know, that's chump change to any owner. They make that up in a, in, a, in, a, in an afternoon. Yeah, I know. So, so you got to if you want to do something financial substantively, that you have to you know you think about that. 
you can't retain your own players on a good team. You know, Astros think you know they have this great talent, which they have talented people. Mm-hmm. And if they can't sign these guys to longer term deals, they lose them because they don't want to go over the, the the luxury tax. So I think that's another way to hit them that they could have done, and I'd, I'd love to see it happen. Well, maybe that's something that's going to happen to the Red Sox. Who knows? I mean, I, I think it's a good suggestion. Like you said, if there's nothing preventing them from doing that, maybe that's why they didn't do it. Oh, who knows? Maybe, maybe. And as far as the uh, football, because I know we want to stick to that today a little bit too, is <laughs> yeah. I think the Titans have to play the the model of, and they've been doing it successfully, but play the model of the Giants' build Super Bowl is they've got to run the football again with Henry, and it's a time of possession, no turnover game. Yep. The Giants had to keep the ball 40 minutes to win by one point in that Super Bowl. 40 minutes, and which is incredible, right? And they came within a yard, one yard of a field goal of losing. Well, so yeah. I, they have to do that. Tennessee has to do that with no turnovers and time of possession to keep Mahomes off the field. Well, that's the thing. And, and if Tennessee gets out to a fast start, the game is over, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. Because that's not going to play into the strength of the Titans, where they have to, you know, come from behind and, and th- wing the ball down the field. I, I, I yeah. just don't see it happening. No, nah, no way. There's no way they can get into that kind of game with them. And uh, but you're right. And and but it's going to be. But you know the way Henry's been running and the way the defense has played. And, you know, it's a great matchup in terms of uh, style boxes and and uh, and philosophies and how they play the game. That's yeah. what I like about yeah, it. Yeah, I like and, it too. And, yeah. and, and it could be a great matchup. So keep up the great work, Coach. You're the best. <laughs> Thanks, John. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, and I, and I like to see what, what Mike Vrabel does. He he might be fast becoming one of my favorite coaches in the league, you know? And we don't hear a lot about the Titans here in, in the New York area. But, man, guy's creative, man. He, he Did you see him get trucked by the, the, the referee, the official? I saw that this morning on TV. I, how did I miss it when the game was happening? He was just standing there watching, like, a, a replay on, on the big screen on the stadium, just minding his own business. And literally, out of nowhere, a referee just literally knocks him. I don't know if he knocked him over because he, he disappeared out of the camera's view. Just bulldozed him. <laughs> it's hilarious. And the guy was like half his size. You know, he's a big guy. He was like half his size. But he obviously wasn't expecting it. And it's not funny, but but he didn't get hurt. So we can kind of laugh a little bit. Mike and Teaneck, you're on the fan. Hello? Yes, Mike. Yeah, hi. How, how are you, Danielle? What's up? So, like, listening to all this stuff, you know, obviously, you know, the Astros are wrong. But, um, you know, you also heard about, you know, Kluber saying how, you know, 70%, three-quarters of the pitchers are putting some junk on the baseball. You know that part. And then, um, so, uh, you know, they're stealing the signs to see the ball, right? They're also, Verlander brought up the point about, um, you know, the baseballs possibly being juiced up a little. And I think a lot of people mentioned that over this past year in baseball, mm-hmm. you know. And um, so it's just like, you know. I mean, it's so you're, just trying to say like, you're just trying to say like everybody's doing it. So just let it go. <laughs> no, I'm not saying let it go, but you know, I mean, in some ways, like it's entertainment and I'd rather not know, you know, let me believe in Santa Claus for another year. <laughs> you know, Like what is, unfortunately, you know, though, in our age of information, that is no longer possible. Yeah. You know, it's just like, you, you want to see action on the field and even baseball wants to see it because if, what Verlander was saying was true, how baseball owns the company that makes the baseballs and the baseballs are flying out of the park all the time. Guys that were, you know, 12, 15 home run hitters are hitting over 20 home runs. There's got to be, you know, they want action, right? Yes. They want exciting finishes. We all want to see drama. We want to see, you know, an exciting finish. Yeah, but I think that, and Mike, thanks for calling. I hate to let you go, but I'm up against a break a little bit. But when when your team... um 
is at the receiving end of that. If you are a pitcher in the league at the receiving end of that, you know, and I also thought about this. I know, I know we got to go in 10 seconds, but I also thought about this. That Aroldis Chapman smile heard around the world. I'm wondering if he was like, you know what? Damn it. He knew what I was going to throw. I wonder if that's what that smile was about. I wonder. I would love to ask him that. Aroldis Chapman, if you're listening, give us a call. 877-337-6666. More of your calls after the break. I'm Daniel McCartan on The Fan. Hey, guys. It's Maggie. Coming up on a big Martin Luther King Day show, we will preview the Super Bowl matchup. Super Bowl 54. We know it. We'll talk about it. Plus, we're giving away Yankee tickets every hour. Let's look ahead to warmer weather, shall we? Yankee tickets coming your way, along with football breakdowns. You don't want to miss it. It's Moose and Maggie on the Midday Show, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Sports Radio 101.9 FM and Sports Radio 60. WFAN and WFAN FM, New York. Hello, everybody. I'm Danielle McCartan here with you guys on the fan until 6 a.m. This has been a few hours already now, and, and most of the phone calls, like I said, are about, and look, full bank again, Astros, nuts in Beltran. I will get to every single one of them, as you guys know, definitely. Um, also on Twitter, at Coach M-C-C-A-R-T-A-N, and then Facebook.com slash Coach McCartan. And I told... Him, I would. This is from two thirty six this morning. Um, but at Big Rick eight one eight four six six says this scandal just truly shows how great and impressive Mariano Rivera really was. Everyone knew what he was throwing, and they still cannot hit him. Isn't that the truth? That's why he's a unanimous first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, but yeah, we've we've uh, been taking down this Astros thing from every single angle. I'm um, talking about players' social media reactions, the trickle-down effect on, on Joe Girardi and his career derailment as a result of losing to that 2017 Astros team. Uh, does it taint the World Series championship, the punishments, the impact of Carlos Beltran? You know, what about his Hall of Fame ramifications? We've talked about that on this show. What's worse, steroids or the Astros controversy? Um, my answer is the Astros controversy. And... and Alex Wood, who's a pitcher, he backed that up. He said, I would rather face a pitcher that was taking steroids than face a player that knew every pitch was coming. You'd have to agree with him on that. I mean, really. And then finally, moving on from here, what is the responsibility of the umpire? What is the responsibility of the the, the victimized manager, we'll call him, and the victimized players, we'll call him? And I just like thinking of it in every single capacity, you know. I was an umpire once, and and at a recreation softball game, I threw a coach out. He was arguing balls and strikes with me. I said, one more time. I was in high school. I said, one more time, I'm throwing you out of here. And his kid must have been the pitcher or the catcher, which, you know, having father's coach uh, is is just abomination. But it was rec, so it's allowed. But at the high school level, it's just that that just shouldn't be. It shouldn't be allowed at any level. Um, but he, you know, I was behind the plate and she missed. The ball missed. So I called it a, a ball. And he goes, oh, where did that one miss? I turned around and I said, you're out of here. And he didn't want to go anywhere. The other coach was like, dude, she just, you have to go. She kicked you out. And he was all, he was all offended. But what I'm trying to make the point of is that the umpires have all the power to, to make these decisions. And they should maybe have like a little training class on on what to how to handle this should this arise moving forward. 
can you suspend the game? Yes. At what point do you resume the game? You know, what if it's on a Sunday night baseball? Like, you know, there's a lot of things involved. But most important is the integrity of the game and preserving that. Sparky and Dobbs Ferry, you're on the fan. Yes, Coach Danielle. <laughs> What's up? Uh, oh, I have to call you that now. <laughs> um, uh, one thing, uh, I think that the owner of the Astros should be suspended and the thing is, it has happened before where owners have been suspended. I mean, George Steinbrenner was suspended for two years because of his involvement with Harry Spear. And, you know, I, it's funny you say that because I did, I, I, obviously I thought about that too. And I said, well, how does this guy not know what's happening with his team? Like, you know, like, I don't know. I, I thought that was weird that, that in that report that said that, that the owner of the Astros – didn't know what was going on. Jim Crane didn't know what was going on. You have a multi-million dollar, billion dollar corporation in some in some instances, and you don't know what's happening at them? I thought that was I mean, weird. Danielle, on my job and on your job, I guarantee your boss and my boss know everything that's going on. Yes, I know. Please. Okay. Yes, for sure. Okay, now as far as you mentioned about like throwing at the Astro hitters, the sad part is, because of the umpires, it might end up working to the Astros' advantage because the second a pitcher throws inside, they're going to issue the warnings and they're not going to have to worry about being thrown at. Yeah. Yeah. And I just wanted to clarify, too. I'm not trying, I'm not saying being the guy in the face. I'm saying, like, you know, there's ways to do it in the shoulder blade, in the buttocks. <laughs> Pat you, and I were laughing te- about that. You teach a lesson. I mean, you yeah. don't have to throw or hurt, but. No, you but, don't I throw mean, it to kill it, him. It, no, you don't it, do that. It, no, not at all. But uh, I, it's it's just so disappointing, though, because I mean, because it's a it's their part. It's a lot more teams than what we're hearing. Mm-hmm. I mean, because unfortunately, once they did everything with the instant replay, placing the cameras in the dugouts, doing that, it's like they opened up Pandora's box, yep. literally. Yep. Yes, they did, and you know, I I mean, I don't have an answer for it. I don't know how we could rectify the situation, my suggestion would be to introduce actually more technology and, and put an earpiece in the pitcher and catcher's ears, and that's what's going to happen. But then again, you don't. the fielders then don't know what's going to happen. And that's also a disadvantage for the defense. I mean, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know how you could, or do you just... Take all the TVs out, and you have like, like sort of like, like football does, like a booth review. Do you just, do you just have a booth review? But it just, it, it doesn't. Jim Crane not knowing what's going on. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Joe in Connecticut, you're on the fan. Hey, I'm calling about Brody Van Wagenen. Mm-hmm. The, the hiring. There's a lot of shenanigans going on. So the hiring of this. Um, Carlos Beltran, as if he didn't know he's an agent. Agents know everything going on. So you're going to tell me that you didn't know that uh, Carlos Beltran was a was a ringleader or part of this part of these shenanigans? Yeah, you knew, and you wanted him to you wanted him to do that for the Mets until his name came out in the report. You After know, the name came out in the report, he said, "You know what? Don't okay. Now I got I got to save face." No, what he did was. What he did was he was trying to get them to do that for him because he wanted to win that bat. Yeah, 
And I, that, I believe that. Yeah. I believe that wholeheartedly. He knew he knew everything going on, and he wanted Carlos Beltran to do that for him. Well, look at the facts. He, he's best friends with A.J. Hinch, okay? Exactly. He, he pinches uh, Beltran from the Yankees, and let's not – Beltran was part of the Yankees' front office as well. And and he pinches Beltran from the Yankees to, and puts him in place as his manager. And did you hear – I don't know if you heard this. There were two <laughs> analytics guys hired, like, within the year. Yeah. And, and and they were both wow. let go too. So those all corroborate that narrative. Oh, they wow. do. Big dog. I'm on the fan. I'm on the fan. <laughs> Joe. Oh my God. Well, Joe, it was a good call. <laughs> oh, he was excited. <laughs> Pat shaking his head. Oh, come on, he was excited. Joe, you can call up anytime. You can come on the fan every week with me, Joe. And make sure everybody's listening before you call them. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Um, yeah, I mean, there is that narrative. And that's one thing that we didn't unturn or tonight, uncover tonight, is that maybe Brody Van Wagenen wanted it to happen here in New York. I can't say for certain that, that that's not the case. Let's be honest. And, and and another point I wanted to talk to, and I forgot, and I just remembered it. I was watching the MLB Network, and Carlos Pena, who played for the Astros in 2013, who were still obviously owned by the same guy. And by the way, we share a birthday, May 17th. That's so funny. Um, we're birthday buddies. But um, he played for the Astros in 2013, and he said that that owner was absolutely involved in the day-to-day operations there. So he thought it was very suspicious that Jim Crane didn't did not know that this was happening. I don't know. That's just another peel back of the onion. Russell and White Plains, you're on the fan. Thanks, Daniel. It sounds like almost a corrupt organization within baseball. Starting with the Ponzi scheme, right? Well, almost like a Rico. You know, a lot of money is at stake, and and bring you, you inform me by bringing up the fact that this guy was probably hired for the purpose of cheating. And, you know, you shouldn't apologize. Steroids were bad. And I think the lack of consequences from the steroid scandal allowed this kind of uh, sign-stealing cheating to happen. When the caller said, oh, it happened, move on, that ensures it'll happen again. And and cheating throws everything into question. It's corrosive. And then the lawlessness leads to the violence that you see as inevitable. But, you know, I I don't think uh, financial... uh, fine is enough. There has to be something memorable. They're, they should be removed from being champions. But I'd like to also comment, sports is a metaphor. My father used to love calling up, and, you know, I've fallen off. But your show is terrific. I think we have to take into consideration the national political situation, though. The cheating that's going on on the national level, a lot of people don't want to see evidence. They want to look away. And it's the umpires in the U.S. Senate that we have to worry about. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, Danielle. Russell, I appreciate that. And, and one thing that I do do is, is when I bring information and when I present, present information to you guys, I just, I, I don't, how do I say it? Like if if I see a story and I see somebody reported something, I don't go with what they said unless it's a, you know a reputable source, a newspaper, or whatever. Um, but you know websites and everything, I fact check it. I, I mean, I go to the original source and I print it out and I left it in the the printer when I left before I ran out of the house. Um, but I printed out the entire nine page report of Rob Manfred. I don't want someone else telling me what it said. 
I, I want to know what it said based on my own volition. And of course, I left it home, <laughs> but it's, it's saved on my computer somewhere. But, um, you know, that's how I like to kind of present it to you guys. I like to kind of present it to you. I, I go to the source. I don't go to, you know, I listen to what people have to say, but, but that's not the end all be all. I, I like to formulate my own opinion based on what people say. And then therefore, you know, from the original source, I, I, I therefore make my own sort of ideas. And, and some of them just, believe it or not, come out of my own head, believe, believe it or not. Um, and just sometimes I just wish I had the, the opportunity to, you know, like, like Evan, ask Brody Van Wagenen that question that everybody was wondering. And then Evan Howard Roberts get cut off from this studio. He, they cut him off on the phone call. That was amazing to me. That was really amazing to me. And, and to give like a so-so answer, like you, at the least you can, you, you can do Brody Van Wagenen is be honest with the people and say, you know what? Yeah, I did, I did screw this one up. No, I didn't ask him. Or I asked him and didn't think it was a big deal. And then the report came out and in fact it was. So my bad, my mistake. Like, can't you see him saying that? My bad, my mistake. We're going to move forward in a collaborative manner and we're going to get the right guy to do the job and manage this win-now team. Can you imagine if he allowed Carlos Beltran to be the manager in place on that team? Can you imagine? We talk about the reception that the Astros are going to get in every ballpark they visit. Can you imagine the reception Carlos Beltran and his Mets were going to get in every ballpark this season? I mean, having guys like just the players having to answer for him, being asked at the locker every single day, Jacob DeGrom, what do you think about this? Or, you know, uh, did, do you guys, Pete Alonso, do you guys know what's going on? Pete Alonso, why are you not taking your shirt off after the game? Like, like all those questions would have been insidious in, into the Mets locker room. And, and good thing that Brody Van Wagenen actually stepped up and let him go. But the problem is that when way back in the timeline, that conversation should have happened on the, what was it, the 12th, the 13th, and the 14th of November. Not this week. Because Brody Van Wagenen had an opportunity to speak with him. They, he, had about, he had a window of like three days after that um, uh, report came out to the GM meetings. He had about three days to get that phone call done or that meeting done. And he didn't do it. He didn't do it. Or he did it and didn't want to tell anybody. Either way, it looks bad because now your manager is fired with 23 days till pitchers and catchers. And we could talk about replacements for the Mets. We shouldn't be. He should have just went with Joe Girardi from the beginning. He wanted to come here. Everybody wanted him here except for seemingly Brody Van Wagenen. But now you got to get a, a guy that's that's been there, done that, or a guy that's within your organization and see and hope it works. With a team that's built to win now. It's unfortunate. It's it's unfortunate. But it can't say it's not self-inflicted. More calls after the break. It's full. Keep calling. I will get to every single one of you. I'm Daniel McCartan on The Fan. 
Yankees baseball takes center stage all week long on The Fan. Listen hourly tomorrow from 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. Then from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. the rest of the week to see the Bombers take on the Orioles and Tigers this April as we celebrate another season of Yankees talk, tickets, and games exclusively on Sports Radio 1019 FM and Sports Radio 66, WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. This is Danielle McCartan with you guys until 6 a.m. here on The Fan. We've had a lively, lively conversation both on the phone and online, mostly surrounding the Astros and their cheating scandal and and how to go, you know, where to move from here. You can't go backwards. You can't strip them of the title. You just can't do that. You can put an asterisk there, etc. Um Nick had another tweet. He said, last thing, where is the Manfred statement? No press release, no apology letter, no press conference, etc. This is a lot of chaos surrounding the sport, and we haven't heard anything regarding how baseball is moving forward or an apology to the fans. Yeah, come to think of it, in the chaos of trying to stay on top of everything all last week, yeah, shouldn't Rob Manfred come out and, and, and get out in front of this? I think it's an excellent point, Nick. Nick tweeted me, at Coach M-C-C-A-R-T-A-N. I think that's an excellent point. I mean, you leave, you drop the report on Monday. It's almost a week later. It's been debated all across the country in sports radio. It's the hottest topic almost almost a week later. And Rob Manfred can't come out in front of it and issue his own press conference besides the statement. I think it would be nice for him to get out in front of a camera and explain how this is never going to happen again. Right or 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 that would mean that if it does happen again, he'd have to lose his job. Uh, well, then that there it is. There's your answer, Mike East Rockaway. You're on the fan, Danielle. Top of the morning, Coach. <laughs> What's going on, Mike? Signals coming in good down here in Myrtle Beach, South Kakalaki. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> Funny call, man. I, I was sipping a coffee. I almost spilled it when a guy was, I'm on the phone. I'm on the phone. Ah. Uh, that was hilarious. <laughs> he can call uh, every week. That was so funny. <laughs> so funny. You know what? That's what I love about it. Live theater, you know, the callers calling in. Uh, and some callers, you know, it's like the theater of the absurd. But uh, anyway. I know, I know. Uh, yeah. You know, Danielle, you touched on some good things. Um, uh, let's face it. The owners have to know. And I'll start with this. The great Satchel Page uh, was the oldest rookie. I believe he was 47 from the old Negro Leagues. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he said, it ain't cheating until and unless you get caught. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking about sandpaper, you know, scuffing the ball with, with, with the belt buckle and Vaseline and this and that. Yeah. But it's really, you know, getting to the point where how, how far will his net go? Uh, cheating's been going on for 150 years. Uh, you played ball. I played some serious ball. You know, anybody that didn't play the game has no clue how tough it is. The toughest thing to do in sports, hit a round ball mm-hmm. with a round bat, mm-hmm. hit it square. Mm-hmm. Now, if you can get uh, an advantage of knowing what pitch is coming, that's a big advantage. It's huge. Huge. You know, and I'll tell you this, Danielle. Uh, here's a story for you. Um, my neighbor, Vinny, played golf. With a gentleman 25 years ago, he was the bullpen catcher for the New York Giants. Here's what happened. I was telling my dad, rest his soul, Brooklyn Dodger fan, the 51 season Bobby Thompson home run. Okay? The pitcher gets the sign from the catcher. 
The bullpen catcher sees it. Someone's got binoculars, conveys it. He throws a ball in the air. Boom. Here comes it off speed. Mm-hmm. They had an unbelievable home winning record, the 51 Giants. That's just one example of, of what goes on, you know. And uh, as far as the steroid ball players, the Yan- Yankees, anybody had. Aroid, Clemens, uh, I hope they never get in. Barry Bonds, that gave the sport a black eye. But this is, you know, uh, I agree with Richie Neer. I called him yesterday, Danielle. And no electronic devices in the dugout. That's what's really going to be, uh, uh, you know, uh, a statement that should come out, and also a statement from the commissioner. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, and, and yeah, yeah, I would, yeah, I would like to see um, not only everything. Rem- I mean, I think do we have to go backwards now? Not everything removed, but um, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's the only way. The immediate fix would be to just remove everything, and any challenge you want to have, it comes from the booth, uh, like like in football. It comes from the booth, besides, you know, in the last two minutes or whatever. Score, you know. Exactly right. And like you said, Danielle, owners, what do they give a, a blind eye and a deaf ear? They don't know what's going on? Yeah. Come on. And I'll leave you with this, Danielle. Uh, May 17th, I'm May 11th. Oh, so look at that. Forest, we're firm in our conviction. And, and stubborn. <laughs> and stubborn, rib shot with my drumsticks. Danielle, always good listening, all right? And, uh, I'll listen to the to the live theater when, when I hang up. All right, Mike. We'll talk. Thanks a lot. Talk next week, Mike. And let's see. Yeah, we have time. Alan in Westchester, you're on the fan. Yes. Hi. How are you, Danielle? Love the uh, calls. Love the dialogue. Going real well tonight in Westchester. Thank you. Get yeah. over the snow. <laughs> Easy but, one tonight, uh, I think. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm really upset with baseball. And I want to take it from a legal perspective. And also, I still play the game. Um, in the MABL, and that's one of the largest organizations, amateur, in, in the country. It's probably the largest amateur baseball league in the country, 70,000 members and going strong. So, Alan, this, about, the, the legal is, is one angle we did not hit tonight, so go ahead. <laughs> well, I want to talk about the legal end because, you know, look, cheating is cheating. That's the bottom line. A lot of the court has brought it up. Any type of cause and effect relationship with the law is this. You do something bad. And something is going to happen from that badness. Mm-hmm. So the bottom line is, when you have guys calling pitches, knowing what the pitches are coming, that's going to be a situation where now the batter is going to have the advantage, and that's going to be the effect of that is the whole game, right. the whole season, Correct. the whole championship. Now, you talked about the asterisk, and you also talked about you know, the other point of this being more invasive and more you know, uh, you know, impactful baseball, impactful and more of a detriment to the game than steroids. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case, and I agree with you wholeheartedly, there's got to be more severe penalties. Yep. I agree. Now here's the legal aspect that I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And you tell me what you think about this. So you see, now you have a player like Altuve. We know he's arrogant. He's always also very talented, but I'm definitely (laughs) the way I look at it. He's hundred percent guilty of cheating. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. Can the collective bargaining agreement, because it is a contract, it's a unionized contract, mm-hmm. does that, when you cheat, does that effectuate a breach of contract legally and then also make that player liable for that breach? What do you say about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I would hope that that's in there somewhere, but the, the how do I say this, the, the non-implication of players, of guys named Altuve and anybody on that team makes me think, that that that's not the case. 
Well, I don't know. Bar- you know, I think the collective bargaining agreement, the union is very strong. But the union cannot operate autonomously and without any legal precedent. Right. They need to be accountable, just like baseball needs to be accountable. And all the other callers making great statements like, where's Manfred? Where yeah. is he? Yeah, where the is he? The bottom line is this guy's got to, like you said, come in front of the action, not be reactive, but right. be proactive. Right. Baseball is an American iconic lifestyle. It's an iconic sport, and it must be respected. Now, let me give you an example of this in MABL. We play wooden bat, and the bottom line is we've had some guys on different teams, you know, using what they call the composite bat. Are you aware what that is? Yes, yep, yeah. Okay, yes. so the composite bat gives the batter a tremendous advantage of hitting home runs. Right. Yeah. And oh, yeah. you find that bat immediately. Let me tell you what they do with this guy. He's suspended. The bat is, is confiscated, and he's suspended for the whole year, and he forfeits all his fees. Mm. Now, I think that is a very stiff and clear and concise penalty that can easily be wagered on the professional baseball player. This is what I say. The b- baseball union for the baseball player works real well, but there's a work for the fan. This is the problem I have. This, this, this cheating scandal is so bad that it's going to take baseball back a number of years. It's Like you said, it's much more detrimental than the uh, steroid era. And I think the penalties for Altuve, Bregman, and anyone else who is um, found to be guilty of this has to be much more severe. Now, let me ask you another question. Here's a very important question that no one's brought up yet. The question is, is this investigation over? Has Manfred dotted all the I's and, you know, dotted the line and said this is it? Yeah. Or is it going to continue? No, my understanding is that the Astros one is finished, that they are, continued, they are doing a Red Sox one now, and that would be the end of it. Okay, have you heard about this congressman now? I don't know if you heard it on your feed, but this congressman is now looking for a legal precedent to bring baseball and charge baseball, the teams that are and the players that are actually in violation of, of cheating. Did you Have you heard that? No, I didn't see that. It actually came in the feed today. Yeah, why don't you look at that? It's a pleasure talking to you tonight. I, had a, uh, I think the callers are ex- – this is nothing like New York talk radio because the New Yorkers are on point, and I, I respect and laud the praise of all the callers tonight. It's fantastic, the dialogue. Well, Alan, and thanks for the call. That was another great call um, from you. And that was the one thing we didn't really talk about yet, the legal precedent. And, and I'm not privy to the information of, you know, the collective bargaining agreement. I'm, I'm not – I'm not in that room. You know, I, I don't know what that, that looks like. But, um, you know, every, all the callers, all, always, always, you guys always bring it. You always, always, you know, you know what to expect. Because if you don't bring it, I, I call it, I, I, I take you to task. Like uh, that poor lady that called up not knowing what ghosts were. Um, <laughs> we were joking that it was Adam Gase's mother calling up <laughs> that night. Um, but because if you don't bring it, I, you know, I give it right back to you. But you guys have you bring it. I think you, you understand that about this show. Um, and I appreciate that always. Um, and now here we are with Rob Manfred, who has not come out and said anything. We are almost a, a week later. Monday would be one week since he dropped that nine page report on the world. And where has he been since then? I mean, what is the plan? You need you needed uh, at least six days to formulate a plan moving forward. Are you going to remove all TVs? Are you going to re- change the way challenges are are enacted? That would be the first step. 
Or, you know, what? how are you going to, to rectify this situation? Because it's, it's not just even about this. It's about how far and how deep this goes. Because I know, I, I don't know, but I'm going to guess that the Astros aren't the only team. I'm going to guess that the Red Sox aren't the only team. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if our Yankees or Mets were, were implicated in this as well. Okay? I think this is much more widespread than anybody can imagine. And I would love, like I said at the open, for Rob Manfred to reopen the case knowing now that he has new evidence, right? You can't be tried twice, right, for the same trial with the same evidence. Double jeopardy. Well, this is not double jeopardy because there's new evidence. There's photos. There's videos that implicate these players that maybe they are wearing wearable technology. Maybe you can go back and look and interview specifically for that because it just it boggles my mind how that would not have come up in the 75 interviews that MLB conducted. How did that not come up? I mean, really. And some players were, were interviewed twice, it said. These guys sworn to secrecy? I mean, it's just like, that, they have to torture it out of them? I mean, come on. Who's, who's performing the, 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 let's call them interviews, but really inter- interrogations? You know, do you think MLB wants to get out and say like, oh yeah, you know, we screwed up. This is the system we implemented and we screwed up. No, I know they don't want to say that. But you have to get out in front of this. You can't leave this for people to be to be wondering about. And I would like to know, why didn't you take action when it was brought to your attention years ago? Rob Manfred, you're on the hot seat, man. More of your calls after the break. It's full again, 877-337-6666. I'm Daniel McCartan on The Fan. And we are at 5.05 in the morning, our final hour, you and I together. Bob Salter's coming your way at 6. Um, and we have been talking almost wall to wall about this Astros cheating scandal. Welcome back, guys. It is NFC, AFC championship time. It's it's the day where we figure out and find out which two teams are headed to Miami to play in the Super Bowl. Is it going to be the Green Bay Packers? What about the San Francisco 49ers, Tennessee Titans, or Kansas City Chiefs? My prediction, I think the Chiefs are going to win. I think this is a total trap game, though. Um, And if the Chiefs come out to a a touchdown or two lead right from the outset, game over, in my opinion. And I know we didn't get to talk about the Packers 49ers yet, and we will. We will. It's just I need to get to all your calls because the lines are packed, which is great. And most of them are about the the baseball. So, you know what? Let's just dive right in. Tony in Providence, you're on the fan. Hey, great show as always, Daniel. Thank you. Always doing an outstanding job. Yes, about the baseball, I agree. The commissioner needs to come forward. And Pete Rose was out, I believe, for a lifetime ban. Mm -hmm. These guys, Cora, and the other manager should be out for a lifetime ban. Yep. I mean, I'm sorry. And the parallel between, like, Pete Rose compromised the integrity of the game. These guys compromise the integrity of the game. You know what I mean? Like, what's the difference? There is none. Right. There is none. I agree. And it's serious. It's about baseball being America's pastime. It's pure. You want to keep it pure. The commission and news should be front and center all the time. Yep. I mean, and you can't dodge it. Uh, it's too serious. 
the reputation of baseball. As we know, the ratings have declined over the years in football. So I agree with you 100%. The calls have been great. And about football, I'm picking San Francisco. I've been on with them all year. They are for real. They got some of the players back. That defense, Danielle, is so good. Yep. And some teams just don't match up with certain teams. And I think Green Bay, I know Rodgers, great play Hall of Fame. But the bottom line is that team is too loaded right now. San Francisco will find a way. And I think Tennessee is going to have an upside. I know you like Kansas City, but I really think the run defense is not that great with Kansas City. Henry has been running. He beat the Patriots. He beat, obviously, Baltimore. I mean, you can't rule out the hot team, and that's Tennessee right, right now. Yeah, I, and, yeah. And, and, and Tony, I know you're a fan of the show, and I always say you got to ride the hot hand, and the Titans are the hot hand. I just think they run into a buzzsaw called the Kansas City Chiefs this week. And, you know, Packers 49ers, I don't want to give away my pick just yet, um, but I did want to say that, you know, this is not the same team. Like, you know how the 40, you've been hearing it all week. The 49ers and Packers played earlier in the season, and the Packers got absolutely steamrolled by the 49ers. And as a coach and as a player, I fall back on it's it's not the same team that you're playing, no matter how close it is. I mean, the point spread is the, the Packers are seven and a half point underdogs. You don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be using that as motivation all week? I mean, they got a very balmy 54 degrees, partly cloudy forecast for, for later today or tonight. And this is just going to be a different matchup. Green Bay in that first meeting was one for 15 on third down conversions. The first time they met total wipeout by San Francisco. Rogers kept under a hundred yards, but both teams know what they're getting into. Um, and I'm not going to give away the pick just yet, but maybe did Aaron Rodgers issue a guarantee? He said, at the time they had a two, this is about the 49ers. At the time they had a two game lead after that game, plus obviously the tiebreaker, just calculating things in my head, I thought if we got to the playoffs and made a run, we'd probably have to beat them at their place at some point. Sure enough, we're back in a situation where, where we have to do it to get to the Super Bowl. I know it's not a guarantee, but how he's calculated that all, and then here it is. Here's the chance. You don't think he's going to, you know, totally make the best out of that entire situation? Of course he is. But the 49ers just have to play it right so that the ball is not in his hands to close out the game. John in Long Island, you're on the fan. Hey, Danielle. How you doing? I uh, love the show. Uh, first time caller. Thanks, John. Uh, just uh, we'll get to football in a little bit. You know, I know you want to get to that topic, uh, but you had asked a question before on what we're going to do about this whole uh, baseball scandal. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see how you thought about this idea where they have another umpiring crew where there's one in the dugout, each dugout, and one in the, each bullpen. Where, you know, how in MMA and boxing where they inspect the gloves and right. make sure the fighters are all clean and everything. Yep. You know, they inspect the jerseys in the dugouts and they make sure there's no signs going back and forth in the uh Open. Yeah, I like the idea. The, the The only caveat I see with that, and I, and I do like the, the idea, and that, that it's right up my alley. Because, you know, well, two things. One, I'm going to write this down before I forget. But umpires, their duty um, – hold on. Two, um, the, the umpire's duty, at, at, when I was an umpire at least, is they check, even at the high school level, they check the bats, they check the equipment, the helmets, yeah. and all that. They do. That's part of their responsibility. Um, so, yes, I would love to see that. And then the, the only thing I would have to add on to that, um, is that, you know, the players 
they come in and out of the club. They go walk from clubhouse to batting cage to, you know, replay room. They're walking all around. They they would have to have to stay in the dugout because unless you're positioning someone inside the clubhouse and watching them as they go to their back to their locker, then that it's not going to work. You know what I'm saying? So there'd have to be a mandate where every player has to stay, you know, in the dugout or right in the bathroom, right near it. That that yeah. and then it would work because then they can't sneak anything in after everything's been checked. True. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I think it's a good. Maybe idea. they stand like uh, the umpire could be right there in the little uh, alleyway going back yep. down towards the clubhouse. Yep. And that's how they check back and forth. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, going on to the uh, football topic, uh, I, I'd have to go with uh, you on the uh, the Chiefs there. I think the offense is just too powerful. And uh, as far as in the NFC, got to go with the uh, the 49ers. They've all right. been my team all year. All right, I'll give you the pick. John, thanks for the call. I'll give you the pick, everybody. I'll give it to you. 49ers. I think it's going to be the 49ers after it's all said and done. I mean, I just like the way that they match up. I think that defense is absolutely stellar. I think, Aaron, you know, when you look at position group by position group, who has the advantage, I mean, the the only advantage I see is Packers in the quarterback. That's the only advantage I see. I mean, I know Jimmy Garoppolo is pretty good, but he also has good people. I mean, George Kittle looked like the Hulk that that, that game where he's dragging like three, four defenders with him. He's like like Hulk smash. I mean, he, he Jimmy Garoppolo has more options around him, more viable options around him, and just the defense is just so much better. I mean, that defense... The Bosa, I mean, that defensive line anchored by Bosa is, is is probably the best defensive line in the entire league. And I know they have Smith squared over there in the Packers line. I, I get that. I, I just, I, I just, and not only do you have a pass rush with the 49ers that you can get the pass rush going without bringing anybody else. So the rest of your defenders are falling back into coverage. And Richard Sherman is playing well. So I think all things considered, I, I do think that the 49ers are the better team, both offensively and defensively. And they are just the more put-together team. But then the other part of me is like, how do you pick against Aaron Rodgers in a playoff spot? He's clearly going to be hyper-motivated to win this game after putting on such a poor performance the first time versus the 49ers, then having to hear about it every time he turn on the radio or turn on the TV. I, I just don't think his team is going to put him in a position to win the game in terms of the field position battle maybe at the end and the time left on the clock to make it happen. So my prediction is 49ers 28, Packers 24. So we'll have a 49ers-Chiefs Super Bowl. We'll see. Again, you guys can get on the phone, 877-337-6666. Eric in Ronkonkoma, you're on the fan. Hey, Danielle, good morning. You know, unfortunately... You know, this is not like Naked Gun where you have Leslie Nielsen able to frisk all the players, you know, while they're on the field and stuff like that. So, I mean, that, uh, you know, I, I think that would be difficult, uh, you know, on there to, to monitor something like that, like, like you mentioned with the with the umpires. But uh, r- real quickly on this, uh, uh, Altuve, you know, look, I mean, the, the, the excuse he gave sounds somewhat lame, you know, as far as the jersey. I mean, me personally, you know, I well, whenever they ripped off uh, – Alonzo's jersey. I was worried he was going to get hurt the way they were rig, rig, dolling him around. That's what. That's that would have been my answer, quite honestly. But that's yeah. 
you know, that whole thing aside. Yeah, well, uh, well Manfred, for, and, and for anybody yeah. that didn't hear it, he, he said that his wife, he got in trouble with his wife the last time it happened. Right. Yeah, yeah, and, and yet I, I don't know. you that, scroll through your Twitter feed and you see it t- time and time happening again of him with his shirt off in different scenarios. So exactly, good try. Exactly. That's why. <laughs> good try. Uh, right, exactly. I mean, I w- I'd be more worried about him getting hurt than uh, you know showing off his abs there. Um, <laughs> you know, as far as as far as Manfred though, and, and and just to throw another little thing on this, you know, he's now the second commissioner in a row that's had a major cheating thing going on. You know, one is more player focused. With the steroids, with Bud Selig, and and obviously now you got you know this going on with Manfred on there. So you know that's why you would think that uh, you know he'd come out and try to jump ahead of this. But you know I'll tell you, any time now that I hear that Major League Baseball has investigated anything and and you know gave it a green thumb, mm-hmm. you know a thumbs up or whatever, I don't believe any of that because uh, again it just goes to show they'd rather you know sweep it under the under the rug. You know, and uh, you know, hope that nobody follows up with it, and uh, and come out and actually pull out something, you know, proactively, like a lot of people have said on there. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah I'm thinking, Eric. Did it, thanks for thanks for the call, Eric. I'm thinking too, like as he was just talking about that, you know, the steroid scandal. Think about 2005. I mean, I was still in high school in 2005, and I had my my razor phone that didn't even have the internet and stuff. And here we are, fast forward. Everybody has access to the internet. Virtually everybody. No pun intended. And I think that that's the reason why this isn't going to die. Twitter exists now, right? Twitter didn't exist when I was in high school. It was MySpace. And no one was posting about this kind of stuff on MySpace. So we are in the information age. We are in the technology age. And I think that that is the number one reason why this isn't going to die. You scroll on your, your Twitter feed right now, I'm sure you will find Jose Altuve without a shirt on. Uh, circles uh, as to bumps in their jerseys as to where they would be wearing some of these wearable technologies to help them. Um, so, yeah, and and, and I want to reiterate this, that as, as a hitter in a batter's box, if you know exactly which pitch is coming and the speed at which it's going to be coming, you have a distinct advantage in order to make contact with that ball. Distinct advantage. I mean, if you're that's that's the whole point. Like the changeup is to change the speed. But if you can sit on a changeup knowing that the fastball is not coming at you, you have an infinite advantage. And also, too, everybody gets all caught up in the batter. Don't forget, the base runner also has the advantage because if the base runner hears two bangs, they know a changeup is coming. They're off with the with the release. They're off. They're off and running. And then that puts, um, we're assuming a steal stolen base from first to second or second to third, that puts a runner in scoring position. Whether they were there to begin off, to start or not, the, run, the, the, the end of that play is that the runner is in scoring position. And that, in turn, generates runs. I mean, I, today I started, I got down to that wormhole on 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 Twitter and I started watching these at bats of, I mean, Carlos Correa absolutely unloaded on a fastball so hard that it like almost, I I know I'm exaggerating, but flew out of the stadium. I mean, I, but I'm not watching where the ball went. I'm watching his body, his body, his weight was all the way back and it just exploded onto the ball. That doesn't look like that. If you're unsure 
what's coming or what's not coming. I'm sorry. That's like in, in MLB The Show, you, you select the right pitch in the right location, the strike zone glares red, and you're like locked and loaded, ready to hit one out. And my creative players on the road to the show always look like Aaron Judge, you know, monster dudes. And I always would name him Daniel. They picked the name Daniel. Daniel McCartan. Almost sounds like it. Um, but yeah, so I, there's no doubt in my mind that they knew. And now it's been confirmed. And now let's see what the next step is because I would like some of these players to be punished as well. We'll see. We'll see if MLB will open up a new investigation. More your calls after the break. 877-337-6666. I'm Daniel McCartan. He's Marco Belletti. WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. Hello again, everybody. I'm Daniel McCartan here with you until 6 a.m. on WFAN Airwaves here in New York City. Lots of Astros talk. Lots of football talk. That's exactly where I wanted this to go tonight. And, of course, Conor McGregor with that knockout in 40 seconds. And that was... uh, a sight to be seen. I think if I paid all that money for a pay-per-view, I would not be happy with that. I, I, I And then you get it for free on Twitter. All you have to do is just, I typed in Conor McGregor, and it was the second result that came out. I'm getting a lot of love on Twitter right now, at Coach M-C-C-A-R-T-A-N, for my MLB The Show reference. I am addicted to that game. <laughs> and Paul wants to, tells me that uh, 2020 comes out in March. Well, I will have to go and get that. Um, I am... Uh, Pretty good at that game. I like to say I, I always make a shortstop, and sometimes I make a pitcher, but I always make a shortstop, and I always, um, I never like handpick the team. Like when you make the road to the show and you go through the draft or whatever, that's the team. I mean, I was playing for the Iron Pigs, which is what the Philadelphia Phillies, I, I believe, minor league affiliate. That was my team. And then I played for the San Diego. I got traded to the uh, San Diego Padres. That was cool. And then it's so cool, though, because when you see like that that in San Diego, when you see the brick building in left field in, in the video game, and then I went to the stadium and I was standing in it. I mean, this, I don't know. It's just cool. I'm just – you guys know I like going to all the stadiums, and it's a historical building. It's it's the only – it's only it's the only stadium that has a historical, you know, building built inside of it, and it was the old steel factory. So there's your trivia for tonight. Don in Westchester, you're on the fan. Yeah, hi, Danielle. How you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? Good. Uh, I, I had a thought. I, I, I put on the radio and I was listening to the show, and a thought occurred to me. Why doesn't Congress drag baseball up to Capitol Hill and threaten to take away their antitrust immunity? Uh, I think they I could do it. I mean, I think Congress is a little busy at the moment. They are a little busy, <laughs> but they've done it before. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, is is it? I, I don't know if it's to that extent. I mean, well, I don't everybody's know. talking about it. So, yeah, you know, I mean, it's a thought. I, mean, I can't. I, I find it hard to believe that that's all we're talking about on the day that they're going to play these two football games. I know. I mean, it's incredible. I know. I mean, that's and it's Absolutely almost a week shocking. later. It's a week a week later after the report. Yeah, almost. Yeah. No, you believe me. It would it would work. They they'd have their fannies down there, and all they have to do is tell them, look, either you come clean and you straighten your act out. Or we'll take away your immunity. They did it before. They had Casey Stengel and Mickey Mantle on Capitol Hill 50 years ago. They could do it again. I mean, that's a good point there, Don. And especially now, even more so now that people are getting more involved with sports betting. And you see the one sports book is refunding anybody that put a, uh, a bet on the Yankees. They're refunding the money. 
I thought that was a pretty good move. In 2017, let me tell you, I had money on the Yankees all the way in Las Vegas. You know where that ticket is now? Ripped up in the garbage. 2017, I went to Vegas. I put not not a lot of money, but still. I think that's a good move to refund the people. Tony in West Virginia, you're on the fan. Hey, how's it going? Okay. Um, enjoying your show. It's my first time calling. Oh, thanks, Tony. Um, yes, ma'am. So the uh, championship Sunday, if I can change the topic real yeah, quick. Yeah, sure. Um, my gut feeling, I mean, I don't really it, – it's it's just a gut feeling. Um, I think Green Bay is going to win the Super Bowl. I'm not biased towards either four of the teams remaining because I'm right. a Ravens fan, so my heart's been broken this year. Mm-hmm. But um, I just – I don't know. I just think Aaron Rodgers is going to get a second second ring. I think if you look at the way that defense has quietly played well all year and just the way that Aaron Rodgers has uncharacteristically been, I guess, like a glorified game manager, which – even still, he's quietly played well from a statistical standpoint. But, you know, what they have in the running game, I think they've just kind of slid under the radar. And, you know, they did they got whooped in San Francisco. Um, San Francisco's a great team, and they're probably the better team. But I just think Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are going to find a way to pull it out. And uh, for the AFC, I think Kansas City is overall the better team. They're at home. But Tennessee's hot. I know, and I know. They, uh, you know, I just think they're the dark horse. No one saw it coming. From a Ravens fan, I had a, I'm paranoid about everything, you know, because <laughs> it's a formal rivalry. Yeah. And I saw them coming to Baltimore thinking, well, maybe we're due for a loss because we beat them last time. And if you look at our playoff history, it goes way back even further than with the Steelers. And I had, a, like, a terrible feeling. And um, But credit to them, you know, they earned it. They're there. They deserve to be here. Um but I think Green Bay pulls it out in the end. Thank you. Yeah, uh, Tony, thanks. Uh, you know, I, that's the one thing. Like, Aaron Rodgers, like, is he going to pull it out at the end? But, I mean, the 49ers have the second-best rushing attack in the league. 49ers lead the NFL with 23 rushing touchdowns this season. 49ers have the number one pass defense in yards per pass. The number one defense in passing yards per game given up. The 49ers passing attack is so potent as well. Third incompletion rate and third. I mean, there's just so many things. There's just so many things that that indicate that point the arrow to the San Francisco 49ers. And I'll tell you, if 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 Aaron Rodgers was not part of this equation, I would be all in on the 49ers. But then, of course, he doesn't turn the ball over. Aaron Rodgers, he's he think he has well, the least the turnovers in the entire league, least interceptions. So it turns into a, a, a game management sort of thing. And I I just don't I don't think they get it done. I just think the 49ers are just too, too talented. John in his truck. You're on the fan. Hey, Danielle. Hey, do you still coach? Um, No, I don't. No. Oh, because I always wondered, how do, how do you do this and go to work? Yeah, it's, it's tough. You, yeah, you do a good job. But, Thank you. Uh, and you. And you look everything up. You're good. But you're a lot younger than me. And uh, but you do a thorough job. Thank you. But I think uh, Green Bay only has two weapons: uh, the running back and seventeen. Yeah, Adams and I think and uh, San Fran's going to shut them down. And uh, eighteen years ago, I quit gambling. And uh, last week, a kid asked me who would I take, and I said I would take Kansas City and uh, Green Bay, actually. And then he called me at the beginning of the Kansas City game and said, uh, "Nice pick." I said, <laughs> I said, hey, the game's not over, jackass, you know. And uh, 
Sure, but betting is, uh, you have a 50-50 shot, and boy, is, to come on the good side is a lot harder. Yeah, I but, know, uh, I know. As far as uh, the baseball scandal, I have three young neighbors, nine, seven, and five, and uh, they asked, you know, they look, they're just getting into sports, mm-hmm. and I told them, watch Altuve, that guy's a gamer, and now, now mm-hmm. i got to tell them, maybe you got to maybe pick another guy. Yeah, watch so, Altuve, uh, he's a cheater. Very, dis- very <laughs> disappointing. Because I, I only like good guys, and uh, he had me snowed. So. Yeah, me too. I, I was just going to say that. He had me fooled, yep. too. He did. They do. I, I hate when they fool me because, uh, like I said, I only like good guys, guys you would like to live next to you and play good. Uh, they have a sense of humor. Like I think of Mahomes. I think that kid's a Cadillac. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so I could root for him easily. But, yeah. uh, Danielle, you keep up the good work, and uh, I'm, pretty, I'm on your side with the picks. And uh, I'll talk to you again. Uh, John, I thanks. Like talk- I like talking to you. All right, John. Same time we'll next week. <laughs> yep, bye. Okay, bye. Um, yeah, I, I liked Jose Altuve. I did. I did. And it's, you know, I like the whole story, the comeback, the, all that. And then you got to think back now. It's like, oh, how long ago did he start cheating? It wasn't just in 2017, was it? Did he cheat his way to the MLB? Ron in Roselle Park, you're on the fan. Yes, Senorita Bonita. What's up? Okay, all these guys that are calling about keep the game pure. <laughs> I like to know what they're on because it must be illegal, and I'd be a mil- millionaire selling it. So let's reflect upon the facts, okay? Erskine reflects on a 1951 steel signing event, which he's involved in. They're stealing signs in the 1951 World Series. This is the game, okay? This is part of the game. They've always been doing it. What about the guy who's playing third base, and he's worried about Ty Cobb's going to put his cleat right into his throat? Okay? All right. Maybe it's a little bit more sophisticated now, but nobody's read Darwin, The Survival of the Fittest. Baseball will always try to try to steal something, to do something. It's just human nature that it's going to happen. And Carl Erskine said, who's 93, and God bless him, he's still alive in Indiana, he said, do you really think if somebody gave me a signal to pitch a certain pitch to Willie Mays, that that would would make him strike out? I don't think so. So... I know, but I know, Ron. I know, I know, but you not know, everybody listen, is Willie Mays. And but they, listen, everybody is a major league baseball player. Correct. No matter what pitch they come, it's just January. Nobody's got nothing to talk about in baseball. I myself am counting down the days, like seventy-one days to go. I get it, but I'm not bragging about myself. But I was a little league pitcher. I was. In, I won the All Star game. In the first inning of one game, a guy hit a triple off of me. The next time up, I hit him right in the back. And the umpire came out and tried to throw me out of the game because the guy wasn't exactly from the same culture as I was. And he says, you can't be doing this in 1966 because uh, there's problems around the United States. All right. All right. And, and, no, and I just said, uh, Ron, no, we're good. We got it. You're going to see a lot of beaning happening around baseball. This season, I think. Jay and Manahawk, and you're on the fan. 
I uh, half an idiot you had to speak to being in a kid in in, in uh, little league. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse I mean, me, Danielle. I really I had do to. It. I never hang up on anybody, but that. God I had bless to. you. Listen, <laughs> how you doing? Sometimes, Danielle. Uh, did you play softball in in your high school years yes. in North Jersey? Yeah, I actually played baseball actually until I had to switch as a freshman. So you did play softball in North Jersey. Were you uh, familiar with the name of a young lady called Donna Ricker, a pitcher? No. Uh, passed away at a very young age. No, it's not ringing no. a bell. Okay. Well, anyway, let me get to my point. My On that White Sox video, there was also a video with the White Sox against the Astros, and I believe it was six uh, different uh, Houston batters that did not swing at that slider that comes in, drops out of the zone. Yep. They knew it was going to be yep. a ball, of course. I mean, that, that right there, I think it was ESPN broke it down six different frames. And uh, yeah. that's, that's all I had, but uh, terrible. I mean, that, that's, you know, this guy saying cheating is going to be forever, but that's bad cheating. Yeah. You know. <laughs> That's bad cheating. They got caught. <laughs> they got caught. All right, well, Danielle. Jay, thanks for the call. Have Appreciate a great it. one. Hey, think we can get one more? Can we get one more? All right. Jeff in Jersey City, you're on the fan. Thanks, Danielle. Great program. Thank you're my you. favorite voice. Thank you. And a couple of comments and predictions. Uh, San Francisco is going to crush the Packers. Uh, the Titans will beat the Chiefs. And then uh, for the Lombardi Trophy, uh, the uh, 49ers will uh, edge the Titans. But uh, the topic of the of the day of the week, of course, uh, the the situation in baseball. Um, and you know, it's my favorite sport, but I think eventually it's going to go out of business. Um, it's trailing football and and uh, the NBA in revenues. And what, what this, the, the real um, shame, uh, well, one of the shames of, of this is Texas uh, finally developed a, a fan base. They, they struggled since they came into the, the major leagues in 1962 in Houston, and they never had, there was no interest in Texas. Right. Um, and really, it's, it, you know, until now, with, the, with this Houston Astro team, um, this is the peak of interest in Texas baseball and now they're going to be like kind of thrown out um so it's unfortunate i think um uh a couple uh, you know there's a lot of things they could do um and when you talked about many different things about being in uh players and of course we know tony canigliaro was killed uh by a by a baseball oh we've heard uh, from he was killed by jack hamilton that was like uh, an atrocious assault and the guy that's playing for the yankees didn't fears was it Mike fears that that uh, assaulted him with the ball in the face? Uh, the, the guy that plays for the Yankees was he hit in his face with a with a pitch? Was it John Carlos Stanton you're talking about? Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, he was in Miami though at the he time. He, he and who who hit him? Who hit him with the ball? Um, we got Pat looking it up real quick. You you don't know? I don't know. Wait, 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 wait a minute though. Wasn't his face? Um, it was fine. Yep. Okay, you got it. And, and to be reconstructed, and that's why he wears the thing on his uh, on his uh, face mask. What? And and if that happened out, out out on the street, the the person that did that to him would be in jail. That's an atrocious assault. So when you start talking about pitches 
going at, at, and it's not necessary. If you're a good, okay. like Sandy Kovac said, right, Jeff. Uh, why waste a pitch by um, throwing it at a batter? Sure, Jeff, know? but I'm not, I'm not a proponent of smacking or killing a person in the face or breaking a person's nose. There's a right way to do it, and there's a wrong way to do it. And I'm not telling every pitcher to, to go out and do it. I'm saying that it's going to happen. It's going to happen to these Astro hitters. Oi, oi, oi. All right, more calls after the break. 877-337-6666. I'm Dana McCartan on The Fan. That's why I'm easy. I'm easy like Sunday morning. And that's Pat Boyle's signature for the last and final rejoin of the show. That's why I'm easy. On Sunday morning here in New York City. Conference championship weekend for the NFL. And the Astros candle that has dominated our airwaves tonight. It's the last chance to get aboard. 877-337-6666. Let's go to Terry and Amina. You're on the fan. Good morning. How are you? Um, I, I'm good, thank you for an old grouch. Um, I found what you said about the owner of the team very interesting. And I'll, if you don't mind, I'll tell you why. Go ahead. My father was a corporate CEO. And he once said to me that the only part of the job that was terrifying was knowing that there were people one, two, three, and more levels below you who were doing things they thought thought was for your benefit and the company's benefit without telling you they were doing it. So I think it is entirely plausible that this man had no clue that w- of what was going on. And if you say, couldn't he hear the garbage cans? Probably not, because he was watching from a sky suite. Yeah, I'm sure. But he doesn't okay. Yeah, but he doesn't take a pass through the, the dugout and see that there's a TV monitor set up and, and all that. I can't and, answer to that. I know. I'm just offering you yeah. a possible explanation. Sure. People but, can be hands-on in peculiar ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so, that, I, I don't know. I just when when you have a former player being so outspoken about it, saying that that guy is absolutely involved, that uh, just I'm gives not me, saying that he isn't. Yeah, it I'm just, just gives offering me, you an explanation for why remotely he might not be. I would like to make, if I may, one further observation. Mm-hmm. One of the aspects of this that fascinates me is what investigations may be going on about other teams. Right. Because well, I we know where the Red Sox is going on. That That's the yeah, only but, other one at but this point be, Above and beyond those two. Because I don't think this is in any way unusual. Cheating, if you will, has always been a part of baseball. My father told me that. I know about 1951, so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. They're always looking for an edge. I think that's true in any sport or any undertaking, but that's another issue. And I just wonder, particularly since, and I have not been able to verify this, I was told that Major League Baseball had told the teams not to comment on this because other teams were being investigated. What you may know about that, I would appreciate your sharing. And Terry, thanks. I, I, I believe this is early on in the week that I didn't I didn't save it anywhere, but I believe I saw a tweet. I think it came from the Dodgers um, Twitter handle. 
basically saying like, don't comment on this. This is an active investigation, um, especially in regards to the Red Sox. Now, the Astros, as far as everybody's concerned, that investigation is over. The only other investigation going right on right now is with the Red Sox because of Alex Cora's involvement. And that's that's what I know. I mean, that's all I know as of right now. I'm trying to find the, the Dodgers. Uh, uh, yeah, all clubs, the Dodgers tweeted this. All clubs have been asked by Major League Baseball not to comment on today's punishment of the Houston Astros as it's inappropriate to comment on discipline imposed on another club. The Dodgers have also been asked not to comment on any wrongdoing during the World Series and will have no further comment at this time. That was a statement. And Stuart in Brooklyn, you're on the fan. Morning, Danielle. What's Pleasure up, Stuart? talking to you. Thanks for holding. <clears throat> no, no problem. Danielle, this, like uh, uh, Terry said, cheating's been going on, but to take it to this level yes. mm-hmm. is absurd. Too much. Totally absurd. And you know what? The fact that the bylaws said he's only allowed to be five five million dollars—that's absurd. Yeah. Well, that, thing is, that that would be my first order of business if I was Rob Manfred to increase that exponentially. Oh uh, well, uh, what, what what would amount would you say would really hit him in the pocketbook? Well, what, what amount would you give me? Uh, I would say fifty million. I like it. I mean, that would put some teams. That would put some, a few of God into these people. Yeah, I know. That's you what you need. 50, you could get hit with a $50 million fine. That, that would make you think 500 times before you did something like that. Also, another thing, Danielle, the players are protected by the union, right? Right. If they went at the players, there would be a, there's a contract negotiation with the players in, what, two or three more years? I don't know when this current CBA is up, but sure. Well, when it would happen, the CBA would happen, there would be a strike. For sure, without a doubt. 20, 2021. It's 2021. Yeah, 19. all right. So yeah. there would be a strike, and look what happened in 94, the last one. Yeah. That was the end of the season. This would be the end of baseball. Well, I hope this not. Would be the, the, oh, Danielle, believe me. I hope not also, but you want to know what? That's why they're not going after the players, because would be a, that would be the end of it. Hmm. That, that's an and interesting take there, Stuart. I'm sorry I had to cut you off here. But uh, by the way, guys, just uh, I, I looked up on the break here. Tony Canigliaro, by the way, he did not die from being hit in the, in the face with a ball. He actually died at the age of 45 in 1990 from pneumonia and kidney failure. And real quick, we got to get these couple ones in. Dwight and Asbury Park, you're on the fan. Uh, yes, uh i like to talk about the, uh, the cheating scandal from the children's aspect. Okay. If these kids have their children, if they have children, they're going to really catch hell from other kids in their own, in their own age bracket. Because you know how, how cool children can be if they find out something that was done wrong. Yeah. Good, good point, Dwight. And thanks for the call. Let's go. Pete and Yonkers, you're on the fan. Good morning, Danielle. Morning. How are you? Um, very well. And you know what? We have all week to talk about all this Beltran and baseball nonsense. It's Sunday. It's football Sunday. You're darn tootin'. <laughs> and you know what? Uh, the Titans have Henry. You know what? We have a running back. His name is Williams. I can't wait. Kansas City all day. <laughs> That that's 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 great, Pete. Thanks for that, David in Manhattan. You're on the fan. 
Hey, that was a great show. Yeah, I agree with uh, I agree with you. I agree with what people are saying about the cheating. The only difference is I would disagree that a lifetime is what's needed. I agree the integrity of the game is definitely a bit impugned. But you know, having a pork bat or Vaseline in a glove, those are all those are all really impugned the integrity of the game. I think you have to look at the extent of it. Pete Rose bet on baseball. There's no little bit of betting on baseball. The act itself of sign stealing has always been around. They went too far with it. Right. Don't say you can't steal a sign. So while well, I agree, it is the integrity of the game. There are many things which impugn the integrity of the game. You just have to look at the extent of it. That being said, I agree. The suspensions they're meting out are pretty big. I just think simply saying integrity of the game, a little too far for this for a lifetime ban because the act itself isn't wrong. I know they went too far the way they did it, but... I'll just leave it at that, but I do think he's coming out pretty hard, and hopefully it, uh, it'll tamper people from doing it in the future. But uh, great, great show. Thanks. And, David, thanks. You know, the pro- the problem is that if MLB is not going to step up and hand the penalties down themselves, right, it, they're going to, they have already left it to the, the individual teams to police, and they've left it to the players to police the game. And you saw that the only suspensions handed down by MLB were on the Astros. Preemptively, the Red Sox mutually parted ways, air quotes there, with Alex Cora, and then therefore put some pressure on the Mets to mutually part ways with Carlos Beltran. And I, I I was thinking before that the MLB needs to incentivize the players and the clubs to come clean. Don't make this a Mike Fire situation. By the way, there were four other Astros in that report, not named. Why was Mike the only one named? That's first. That's my first question. And second, you the MLB needs to incentivize the players to come forward, in essence, to quote-unquote rat each other out. The players know what's going on. The agents know what's going on. The managers probably know exactly what's going on. And this this hush hush, it it's got to stop. And that's where I disagree with Jessica Mendoza and her comments. And then she, by the way, she did issue. I want to read this before she did issue like a uh, and I'm sorry sort of thing for her comments. But that's always after the fact, and it, it's a very long paragraph. It's on her Twitter page. Basically, cheating is something that needs to be addressed, and I'm happy that the league is taking appropriate action. The point I should have been more much more clear on this was this. I believe it was very critical that this news was made public. I simply disagree with the manner in which it was done. So instead of going to the pre- the media, the press, she thinks that he, and she didn't name the other four players or or even count them, that they should have first gone to the through the team and then through the MLB and then just to find a better way to surface the information. Okay, but what if they've tried that? What if they tried that and it fell onto deaf ears? I mean, the Yankees tried it. The Yankees tried to go right through MLB, didn't they? And they and about the whistling in that game, and then MLB came out and said, "Oh, well, you know, nah, sorry, no can do it. Uh, you know that that wasn't that it, it didn't it didn't happen." I mean, what? So maybe they tried. How does she know that they didn't try? You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. There's just so many aspects to this that that we have dissected this in every way, shape, or form, this cheating scandal. We got the timeline down. We got, what else did we talk about? We talked about the punishment, the the smugness of the players. And, man, 
I didn't you just want to like smack that little smile, that smirk off of Jose Altuve's face from from that event today after he said, "Oh, well, we're going to be back in the World Series anyway." I, it just bugged me. Then the Jim Crane press conference. We talked about that. We talked about their home and away splits and batting average, social media reactions that trickled down on Joe Girardi, who was fired, and and the Red Sox manager who was fired after Astros beat them in that same season, 2017. And Carlos Beltran's impact on the Hall of Fame. And, of course, Football Sunday. So thanks to all the callers. Could not have done it without you guys. It's a five-hour show with a marathon. I love coming here, talking to you all. Great job to Pat behind the glass, as always. Also to Marco on the updates. Enjoy the NFL Conference Championship weekend. Here's hoping that both of our teams are playing in it next year. I got the 49ers and Chiefs later today. You got to go with the favorites. Bob Salter's up next. Mark it down. See you guys in my, back in my regular spot Saturday night into Sunday morning, 2 to 6. Hit my socials in the meantime, at Coach McCartan, facebook.com slash Coach McCartan. Let's keep the conversation going. See you guys next week. Sports Radio 101.9 FM and Sports Radio 66. The Fan, WFAN.